I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, Rob, baby. Yo, what's going on, everybody? How are we doing? Pretty good. Yeah, everyone's good? Yeah, man. Good. Dan Moore, you good? <laughs> yeah, we established that already. Wake up. You good? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Good. Shem, you good? Blessed, black, and highly favored, baby. Oh! Like that. See, I don't have a saying like that. I was that. just going to say, I don't have one. I don't have it. There's nothing. There's no equivalent. You, you know? Can't. You just should not. No. Especially not this like, one. So what did you say? <laughs> what, yeah, I know. Like, what did, you, what did you say? What did you say? said, blessed, black, and highly favored. Blessed, black, and highly Isn't favored. Isn't that an Aretha album? Uh, blessed, uh, black, yeah. and highly favored. Blessed. What's the, I guess... There's, I, I could try one for me. You can't. No, no, I got one for you. Morey, turn your microphone off. Say white, right, and a okay. real delight. Um, no, uh, no, no. You can't say white and right in the same sentence. No, oh, especially God. not back to back. So you said what? You said blessed, black, black, and highly favored, and highly favored. Yeah, I'd agree with all three of those. Thank um, you, I could say, could I say, uh, white, empowered, and okie dokie? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a very white thing for you to can say. I, yeah, can I say white and okie dokie? Can I say uh, white? Um, I'm not empowered, though, let's be honest. No. I'm, uh, I'm weak in all ways. <laughs> white, um, weak, okie dokie? Yeah, white, weak, and okie dokie. Can I say that? <laughs> that you can, sir. Sure. Yeah, okay, so let's let's start. You do yours, and I'm going to do mine, okay? Well, Mo's got to ask me how, how I am first. Yeah, okay, Shem, yeah. how you doing, brother? Yo, man, you know what? I'm feeling blessed, black, and highly favored. Woo! Roz? White, weak, and okie dokie. <laughs> I think we got one, guys. Yeah, yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Make it official. Yeah. <laughs> Maury, you're going to have to go to the printing shop for that one. Okay, for me? Okay, please. I can't be the guy that walks in and goes, yeah, I need um, white, weak, and okie dokie. Yeah. Please. Please. Yeah, you don't want to say that out of public. No, I can't. You have to walk in with like a thumb drive and be like, what I need printed is on here. First of all, I'm not typing that into a computer and then downloading it onto a thumb drive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to need more of you to handwrite that. I'm on the website right now for refried t-shirts. And and bring it in and they don't plug a company when we're doing this because they're going to send us one for free and I don't want that. (laughs) Jesus, man. Thanks for the shout out. What are you doing? (laughs) And then it's advertised. And then it's advertised on there. As heard on the Raza Mocha Stop. show. And this, this is the thing. This, yes. is why, this is why I don't want you involved in stuff like this more because you take it too seriously, right? Like if I don't specifically say right now, 
Everything I said was a joke. Yes. I don't actually want a T-shirt. Right. Please don't call anyone, Maury. Do, don't be proactive. Don't do anything like that. Because I guarantee you, he would do it. He'd yeah. get one made. Well, I like to do Stop. No, happy. it doesn't make me happy, though. That stuff doesn't make me happy. Now I'm white and ragey. <laughs> See? <laughs> this is, right? And not okie-dokie. Okie <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Roz and Mocha fan Adil reached out because um, I guess he had a question for the room. What's going on, dude? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What is good, your question man. for everybody? I wanted to know if Maury can try Oreos dipped in pickle juice. Oreos oh. dipped in pickle juice. Now, is this something yeah. that you've done or you do currently? No, I actually saw this uh, trend on uh, TikTok. Oh. And I know Maury loves trying uh, crazy food, food challenges. I'm all about, yeah. you know, because if people, other people are doing it, I just want to see what the big fuss is about. Okay, so we're, um, we, we, we are set up here. Maury went downstairs just before we started this and uh, grabbed awesome. uh, Oreos and what was it, pickle juice? Yeah, I have okay. two jars of pickle juice. Okay, so Mocha, you're going to get in on this too. Is that what this is? Uh, yeah. Here for in this bag? Where do you find? Is it's that, Russian is, pickle juice. So, so hold on a second here. Is that just a jar of pickle juice? Like it's not a, it's not pickles? No, no. This is a, a jar of Russian pickle Ew. juice. Oh Look at this. God. Oh my God. This is my worst nightmare. This is so gross. Yeah. <laughs> 250 mil. That's, that's a lot of pickle juice. Not easy to find. But what are you supposed to do with that? What do you- People like, drink what? this. It's very good for like your oh. digestion. You can't oh. even say the word digestion. <laughs> but not the pronunciation, right? <laughs> it's fantastic for digestion, horrible for pronunciation. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, so, pour, Maury, um, pour a little bit into your glass, your pickle juice into your glass. Mocha's going to do the same. There we go. Okay. Okay, so you guys. Oh, both God, have, it smells. Like oh. what? Like well, pickles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you both have that. Oh, Mocha, don't fill it so. Don't go so hard, man. Come on. That's Oh, man. It smells so bad? Yeah. Does it smell like pickles? Yeah, but like yeah? even more sour. Really? Okay. Now, Ooh. when we say dunk, like give it a dunk and a swish and a dunk and a swish. To let it absorb. Okay, so, Maury, you're going to go first on this, okay? Okay. Can okay. I dunk and yeah, swish? Yeah, go. So, Maury, dunk it all in there, all the way to the fingers. Oh, my all God. All the way to the fingers. Keep oh it in there. Give but it the a, white like, stuff's absorbing it. it. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Now, the whole thing goes in your mouth. Oh, God. What? 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 Oh, my God. It's mushy and it tastes like sock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. There is no more cookie taste. No, it's just all. I imagine that the pickle juice is just so overpowering oh. that it would, like, completely oh. take over even the. It really the, stinks, guys. It really does. Okay, oh. Mocha. So, so same thing. You're going to dip. You're going to put it in all the way up to the fingers. Oh. And then you're going to swish it around. Mm -hmm. Leave it in there for just a couple of minutes. And then when you pull it out, you're going to stick the whole thing in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, oh, the mocha's going in for a second dip. Look at that. Okay, all the way down to the fingertips. Okay, now drip it off. Yeah. And then as soon as you get that last drop, pop it in your mouth. Ooh. Go for it. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. It's terrible. Oh. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's really no, bad. Come on. It's really like a bad. Cookie? It's really, really bad. Yeah. Like the cookie? Yeah. After all that, it just became like ultra soft. Yeah. Oh. Are you just letting it dissolve in your mouth or are you actually trying to chew? It dissolves oh. on its own. Yeah. It really does. This is so bad. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think it was even going to be that bad. Okay, now oh, we have to drink a bit of this, mocha right? Mocha is spitting now. Okay, Mocha Ew, is... just swallow. Mocha Ugh. is just spat it all out into a plastic that bag. That is so gross. Okay.
So, oh. wow. I did not think that that was going to... You guys, I thought, have had way worse oh, things than that. Oh, that's really bad. Really, oh, huh? Mocha, wash some of it down with the okay, juice. Okay, Maury, no Maury, go ahead. Drink the rest of that if you can. No, don't, don't, okay. don't, 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 Okay, he tried. He tried. <laughs> it went right back in the cup. Oh, it's warm. That was in your mouth for, I would say, like oh. 10 seconds before you, you could spit it out, right? Oh, that, that is just vile. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, it's pickles. So it's pickle juice. Yeah. Oh, anyway, there you go, Adele. Thanks. Right. <laughs> thanks, for that. thanks for the suggestion, man. That's <laughs> real great. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So it's been one full year since Roz, since we've been blessed with this line. I'm, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. What the hell was that again? You don't remember? This lawyer was um, on his computer and was part of this court case virtually. And he had to log in to talk to the judge. Oh, it was the cat filter on a and Zoom then call. The, the cat filter was on, <laughs> and he didn't realize, and he couldn't figure out uh, how to get the cat filter off. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to. Uh, uh, take, take we're a trying look. to. We're tr- can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but. Uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's I'm here live. That's not. I'm not a cat. I can I can see that. <laughs> and you had to continue. I know. I the and rest I, of the, the rest of the proceedings like that. The, the best part was that he's like he just wanted to just if we could just all freaking ignore this. He's like I'm prepared to go forward. <laughs> yeah. I'm here live. That's not. I'm not a cat. Right. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Listen. If you're cool with this, I'm cool with this. Right. Um, I'm prepared to go forward. And then that immediately went viral. And then people started remixing it. No, they did not a cat. I'm here alive. I'm not a cat. So uh, that was when a year ago. A year ago. Yeah. So Every, guess there were so many great screw ups when people started having to navigate Zoom and all that stuff at the at the very beginning of all of this. It was so great. So guess uh, in celebration of the one year anniversary of the cat lawyer. Yeah. I'm here alive. I'm not a cat. Guess who Dammit Mori talks to last night? Who? The cat lawyer? No. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. It has been a full year since you declared to the world that you are not a cat. How has that year changed your life? I keep getting confused looks from people because they expect me to be the cat lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) The, The wonderful thing about the cat lawyer video is that it just makes everybody feel good every time you see it, when they think about it or talk about it. Two Over 2 billion views globally in 2021 of the cat lawyer video. Now, whenever you do meetings or you're still on Zoom a year later, do you have to have that filter ready because people want to see you as the cat? I do it if it's an informal meeting. Uh, I'm careful not to do it again with my district judge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's been one full year since that perfect line. We got to get you to do that line for us right now. 
I'm here live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> when I said it before, it had a little angst in my voice because I was not being happy about not appearing as myself in front of the judge. So today I can assure you that I'm here live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> this is this poor guy's claim to fame you know, now. People, not uh, like world class, you know, lawyer. Yeah. Americans have this gene in them that most other people in the rest of the world don't. And that is when it's their turn to be famous, that gene is activated and they know what to do immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm here live. I'm not uh, a he knows. He knows what the people want from uh -huh. him. Yeah. Right? He knows. This also, is his claim to fame. How has this not been turned into a movie yet of like a, a real life cat lawyer? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure it's in the works like, with Netflix. Yeah. Like or it's Amazon. Gotta, it's got to happen. It's going to happen. Some animated show or something like that. Uh, David Moore caught up with the guy, the uh, the cat lawyer, one year after uh, his viral fame hit. Because you did declare to the entire world that you are not a cat, between Roz and Mocha, who would you say is more like a cat? Oh, I think. Who do you think he's going to say? Oh, based on, well, we're both furry. You're more furry than I am. Were no, we really? Did, were you sent him pictures, obviously, right, Maureen? Oh, several. Several. Did we have shirts several. on? No. No. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, okay. Just, okay. If he's counting nipples, then he's going to say me. <laughs> because you did declare to the entire world that you are not a cat, between Roz and Mocha, who would you say is more like a cat? Oh, I think Roz is probably... More like a cat, uh, got more like the cat lips. <laughs> Ew. Please Ew. do tell me more. Ew. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't have cat lips. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Yo, some people are good at faking it. Oh, my goodness. Yes, they are. <laughs> There's people in the car with their partners right now, and one of them just shot the other. Yeah. <laughs> Better not be you. Not me. <laughs> I don't pick nothing. Don't you worry about me. Genuine, baby. Um, no, some people are really great at faking it. And this all started when there was a, this brilliant story of this woman who was out on a date, and the date wasn't going well, and she faked COVID to get out of a date. Like, she had a friend text her, and then she changed her friend's name in the phone to, like, the NHS health authority, and then went back to the table with the guy and was like, oh, Oh my God, the NHS just emailed me. I got COVID. I got to go. And then she left. And then I guess like just went and hooked up with another guy, right? Yeah, she said that. Yeah. She said she met up with her friends at a club, met another guy and went home with him that night. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so faking it is something that certain people are very, very good at. And when we say faking it, we mean anything, like anything you have faked, because some people are like wizards at it. And uh, we always want to know what you've faked. Um, Kim is a big Razamoka fan and said that she's faked it. Go ahead, Kim. I've been basically pretending to be my sister whenever she needs me on the phone. You've been pretending to be your sister whenever somebody needs her on the phone? What's the what's the age difference between you guys? We're we're twins. Oh, oh. the twin switch. <laughs> the twin switch, exactly. So, so in high school my sister used to need me to pretend to be her to cover up for her whenever my parents called. Oh. Okay, so wait, so if your sister was out and there was just you in the house, you would pretend to be both kids? No, no, we would work together, essentially. My, my sister would want to hang out with her high school boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and she would want to go on a date or do, you know, quote-unquote extracurricular. Oh. And <laughs> and we used to live in Vaughn, and we, my, my sister and I were like, oh, we're going to go to Wonderland. And then my mom's like, okay, I'm going to call you to make sure you guys are safe. 
So my mom would call me. I'd be like, hey, how are you, mom? And she's like, oh, you know, you know, are you guys okay? Are you guys safe? Can I talk to your sister? And she goes, yeah, no problem. Let me just, you know, get her. And I shuffle the phone a little bit. <sighs> and I'm passing it over. Oh <laughs> what other times have you had to fake being your sister when somebody called? Let's say if it wasn't your parents. Uh, if it wasn't my parents, like, say, for example, like, she wanted to, like, oh, my God, my sister was so badass in high school. <laughs> like, she would, like, pretend... She didn't want to, like, hang out with a friend or whatever because she wanted to be with her boyfriend. She, she'd make me make up an excuse, and she would actually leave her phone with me because I would be close by, like... <laughs> and then I would have to answer it and be like... She she would never say, hey, how are you? She's like, yes, whoever your name is, you know, kind of thing. So would be like, yes, yes, Mocha, what can I do for you? Like, that's how she'd answer her phone, and she was much more high-pitched and bubbly. So it's like, I just had to pretend, and nobody knew. Wow. Like- <laughs> But your parent, like your parents, can like look at you and know who's who, but on the phone still couldn't tell. Your own parents still couldn't tell. No, no, because my sister was much more bubbly, so I just have to change the tone. So I'd be like speaking like me, be like, "Hey, mom, how's it going?" Oh and as soon as I'm like pass it over to my sister, it's like, "Yes, mom, what can I do for you?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so your own parents couldn't tell. No, no, definitely not. My mom was a little bit harder to trick as he got older, but yeah. my dad, he would never know. He would never <sighs> no, know. No, dads, never. Right? You know what I mean? Whatever always, you girls always, are doing. Always have pay yeah. attention. Whatever you girls are doing, I want no part of it. Yeah. Uh, and then so what about like with uh, uh, guys and stuff like that? Like, did you guys ever try and uh, did, did she ever like have a, a guy who called the house that you pretended to be her or anything like that? No, no, that we couldn't do. Like, actually, you know what? I can't even say that. Even as, even now, like we like to mess around with her husband so much. So I would pick up the phone and pretend to be her to her husband just to like mess with him. You know, but like, it was not like it was just for fun. You know, it's not like how it used to be. Husbands, husbands find that stuff hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, ever... We would go on for hours sometimes. Hours. Like, we full, yeah, we would have full on conversations. As like my sister and I are going shopping and we're driving home and. He's on his way home from work, and I'm just talking for her. She's just laughing and giggling in the background. Oh Has it ever God. gone wrong, though, when either of you have talked to the other other one's husband where maybe they said something that the other sister wasn't supposed to hear? Well, then we'll just look at each other, and we'll just start mouthing it to each other, and we're like, say this, say this. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. And I just, like, turned it on. Twins are <laughs> freaky, man. Twins are freaky. You guys, it's so it's so wild. Uh, well, uh, we love talking about things people have faked. Um, and, and, and obviously, people love talking about things that they've faked. So uh, you uh, pulled off successfully many times with your parents, uh, you, yes. and your, you and your twin sister, the, the sister switch, the twin switch, uh, which is incredible that you guys have that ability. It's like having a superpower. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 fun being a twin, and we're identical twins. So as kids, we were like, you would mess around with our friends all the time and just and change clothes. Never got caught, huh? <laughs> never, ever. No. And, and you guys, you never like the same guy at all, either. So it's funny you say that. We're complete opposite in personality. Like she's super girly into guys. I'm totally not into guys. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! And so this, you guys knew this when, like early on. Early on, yeah. Early wow. on, it was like definitely easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and like I always, I, I mess around with my sister's husband all the time, and he just thinks it's hilarious. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing your story, Kim. Yeah, no problem. Right, Have bye, a good love. day. Bye. Yeah, you too. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The heat in my the heat in my car comes on way too late. Like how high soon? Do, how quickly does your car start to heat up? Oh, almost immediately. Almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Like you get in. Yeah. 
Put the heat on. Put the heat on. Yeah. And, and like within and a couple starts. of minutes. And it starts. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. And I got the heat seater. Heat seaters. The seat heater's on. Yeah. I can't Steering use those. Wheel. Steering. Why? You always feel like you're going to poop? Yep. Mm. Yep. It's not like, good. Does it make you feel that comfortable? What's that? No. It just, I think it just loosens everything up, right? Mm. Like it puts me in such a relaxed state and it heats everything up oh, down no, there. Oh, no. I love it. I right? love it. You're like, you know, okay. You're like, you, this is what I think happens when I have the seat heater on, right? Okay. Um, God, how can I put this without sounding too gross? But okay, ready? Ready? I'll describe to you what I think happens inside my body because Catherine in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Catherine in the summer will stealthily reach over and turn my heat seater on. My my seat heater on. When it's like as a joke? As a joke. Oh, okay. And then I and then I realize it like way way too late. Okay. Yeah. It's it's such a troll. It's so awful, right? When you're looking for the news, uh, like yeah. Tim's okay, off yeah, into the bathroom. Yeah. So here's what I think happens to me internally okay. when the, the seat heater is on. There's okay. only really one way to describe what I believe happens to me and why it always makes me feel like I have to poop, okay? <laughs> Butter in a microwave. Okay, so like slow progression. You know when you take a full stick of butter? It's yes. hard, it's a solid, uh-huh. and you put it in a microwave, yeah. add a little heat to it? Yeah. What happens to it? Yeah, it starts to melt. Right. That's so gross. Okay. So you think that's so, what's happening inside of I your think that that's what's happening inside <laughs> of me. I think that she's defrosting it or melting it. Oh, and then and then it just man. and then it makes its way out a little bit quicker than it normally would because Ooh. I'm like a routine guy over here, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I always But not know, while driving. No, not while driving. No, but she will reach over and then she'll put like her phone over it so I can't see the light. Right, that the oh, heat seeders, so that mean. the heat seeders. So- that's like really. But here's the thing. Here's why I think it's mean because she knows what that's gonna do to you. Oh, I know. At some point in the day, right? Yeah, not it, in the day on the drive during the drive, and then that just delays. <laughs> Whatever it is, you guys, wherever you guys are going, right? Yeah, but it's a moment of joy for her, right? Like, ha ha, you're gonna pull your pants. <laughs> yes, <it's-> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi. So, uh, you're in a bit of an awkward situation, huh? Very weird. What happened? What happened? What's going on? Should I go to an event if my ex will be there? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yoda yeah. says, Razamoka fixed my life. My ex and I broke up about three years ago. Uh, we were together for six years. He became good friends with my cousin, and I guess they stayed in touch uh, even after we broke up. My cousin is having a baby shower, and he told me that he will be inviting my ex. I feel very uncomfortable going. I haven't seen my ex in two years, and our last encounter when he called me from a friend's phone because I blocked him was Damn. super awkward. Do I go or do I stay home? Hmm. Dare we ask what the uh, circumstances were around your breakup? Um, we just weren't on the same page with things. I realized his intentions for me wasn't all that. Um, he wanted to have kids, but we weren't financially stable. I'm still, like, trying to figure out my career. He had a lot of, a lot of um, problems with saving. He also had drinking problems. And I just realized he's not really getting his life together. And Why all the awkwardness, then? Um, the awkwardness was after the breakup. Okay, so, what happened? Uh, I, I guess he didn't take it too well. He would, you know, park outside my house. Oh. on my door. He, he used to come to my house so many times, and I told him, you know, he needs to stop. So he finally did stop, but then he would call me and, like, beg to get back together. And 
you know, I was trying to be nice and trying to be a friend to him, but I realized me being too nice, he was kind of taking advantage. Apparently, he was seeing other people while he was, you know, making all these attempts to talk back to me. So it really would be awkward for the two of you to be in the same room together. Pretty much. Does your cousin know all this? Yes, he he knows some of it because he was also involved in it. But but he Um, he doesn't know all of it, though. Not all of it. He should know. I don't know if he cares because... He was also, um, I know, like, after the breakup, um, my cousin played a role in trying to, like, set us back up. Your your cousin then doesn't know, like, everything that you were just kind of, like, detailing to us, right? He knows some of it and because he's... apparently my cousin, I, I realize he actually knows the part by him parking outside. But I think yeah. my cousin advised him to do that. Wow. Okay. Oh, whoa. So why do you yeah. want to go to this party? Because uh, my whole family is going to be there. And this is the first time that my family is kind of getting together. Um, I know there is some tension in the family, and my 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 cousin is trying to use the excuse of you know our family's coming all together and they have tension. But I'm like, this is different. So why isn't why isn't your family. why isn't your family saying, hey, listen uh, to the cousin, congratulations, everything else, but bro, we're not gonna go and hang out and spend an afternoon with a guy who parked in front of my daughter's house and freaked her out. I don't know. I guess they. They, I don't know. They're making it seem like I'm being, well, not everyone. No, they're going to make you seem like you're irrational and you're crazy and yeah. you're over the top and mm-hmm. you're, oh, yeah. my God, it's bridge, it's water under the bridge and all this stuff. It's just an ex. Why do you care? Do you still like, it's not. But, it's but, not I, but they, it doesn't seem like everybody knows the full, full details yeah. uh, over what happened after you guys broke up, which I think everybody should. Like, if they're questioning you as to why you don't want to be there or why you're being um, perceived as in their eyes as being difficult, uh, for them to fully understand where you're coming from, your side of the story. Yeah. Right? You and know. it's also kind of a jerk move for your cousin, like, knowing everything that he yeah. knows, to still want to invite this guy. My, my cousin's looking at it as, oh, he has a kid now. He's moved on. But no, they don't know what he has done. Yeah. Like, well, well yeah. they, they, they should. They should. Because here here's the problem, okay? Is this is, like, you are the perfect example of what happens to a woman in a situation like this, okay? Because what's going to happen is you then are in the, in the position where you think that you now have to start hiding, mm-hmm. okay? That's on you. That's not on him. He's not going, oh, she's going, maybe I feel weird, everything else. No, he's not saying that. That's on you. So women are always the ones that have to feel like they can hide. Women are always the ones uh, that in a situation like this, you're expected to be the better person, uh, regardless of the fact that this guy parked in front of your house. And you know damn well that if you showed up and tried, tried your best to just stay out of it. Somebody will look at you and go, God, why are you being such a bitch to him? Yes, exactly. Right. Oh, my gosh. That, and that's all on you. And the problem is that you don't have anyone sticking up for you or you don't have anyone on your side because they don't know what happened. I'm just wondering. I'm hoping they would care um, because... I feel like my aunt does know, but she's saying, oh, well, you know, you're, you have the driver's seat. Who cares? If he's there. And I just, I don't, I just don't want to be there. So but I, I think that if, like you, it, it, no, no, if you don't want, if you don't no, you should not walk into any situation where you are one going to feel uncomfortable to feel unsafe. Yeah. Okay. 
That is just that right there. But also the thing that really drives me crazy is that every single person in your family should make sure that you're not put in a situation where you feel uncomfortable or unsafe. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, here's what I also here's what happens. You could you could write a, like a great letter or, or an email to your cousin and, and a few other people to say, hey, listen, would really love to go. But here's my situation. This is my feelings towards this afternoon with this guy, everything else. You could even write that and lay it all out. Facts on facts on facts. You're going to hit send, they're going to read it, and they're going to go, ugh, with the drama already. Yeah. Yeah, and so if you don't have people on your side and your whole family sort of left you out, uh, Mm -hmm. and and you don't mind not going, because really you should not have to go to a situation where, one, people don't have your back and two, you don't feel safe, um, stay home, figure out a better way to spend your afternoon. Okay. And you, and I you guess get, I'm just worried about my cousin, like, not speaking to me no, after this. Don't, like, oh, who don't, cares? Listen, he... Yo, he, your cousin's treating you like this now? Yeah. Yo, you, don't, you don't need that type of person in your life. Stop being so agreeable and stop thinking that you're going to make other people feel uncomfortable. And therefore, okay. and therefore you have to walk into situations where you don't feel safe. Okay. Saying no with confidence and being able to just not show or walk away is like once you get to that level, especially with family, you are going to not, you're not going to feel guilty. You are going to feel free. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're in control. Okay, Ashley? All right. Thank you so much. All right, bro. All right. Thank you. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hello? Shannon, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Shannon reached out to us, Roz, mm-hmm. with this question. Okay. Do you tell your spouse if someone you know slides into your DM and shoots their shot? This just happened to me for the first time. I've been together with my husband since we were 18. We've been together 17 years now. I decided to tell my husband because it made me feel gross. Also, this guy is an ex-co-worker and messaged me on LinkedIn after I updated my profile with my position. Gross Oof. and unprofessional. Jeez. I look at Deepa's face right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is a disaster. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody that I know has ever slid into my DMs to shoot any shot. Like, I don't know, I think I've ever been in that position before. What did your husband say, Shannon? Uh, he, he just kind of rolled his eyes and said, what a loser. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Um, so I, Shannon then screen grabbed the convo, right? Yeah. So Shannon said, like, I guess this guy had asked, like, you know, hey, congratulations, by the way, what's the new role or whatever, and you answered. And then he said, that is awesome. Shannon said, thank you. The guy said, personal question, are you still married? Oh. Asking oh, for a friend. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, <laughs> wow. And then Shannon said, like, yeah. I am. Yeah. Still and, am. Then, and then what happened? He didn't write back? Uh, yeah, he wrote back and was like, oh, wow, I remember working with you and thinking uh, he better, you know, pull up his socks or he's going to lose a good one. Oh. And, oh, yeah. And I wrote back and said, well, actually, I'm, uh, I'm the lucky one. And then he said, you're both left. And I left it at that. Really? That's so weird. Man, like, the, the, the move, I, and I don't know a lot about sliding into somebody's DMs who's married to try. Like, I know nothing about that, but I can tell you one thing. Yeah. The, the move is not to trash the husband that you're currently with. You know what I mean? Um, I think the move is not like, to use LinkedIn. 
Yeah. Or something I like I this. I don't know. I don't know. That is, is not the place. Uh, Deepa, do you, has anybody that you know slid into your DMs to try and shoot their shot or no? No, no one has done it. But the weirdest thing that I've gotten um, was when I posted wedding pictures uh, f- because I got married like five months ago. Yeah. People were sliding into my DMs being like, oh, you shouldn't post your wedding pictures because it ruins your image. And I'm like, how is I'm married? What image do I have to ruin? It's fine with me. Now, so. do you do you show your husband these DMs? Yeah, I told him about it. Yeah. He's like, well, did he click on the profile to want to see what the guys look like? Maybe in his private time. <laughs> <laughs> so if it makes you feel any better, uh, Shannon, you're not the only one. Yes, it is Should creepy. I think I personally think. LinkedIn is absolutely not the place. Let's say it's not LinkedIn. Let's say it's somewhere else then. Let's say it's somewhere else. So the the question is, if somebody you know slides into your DMs to shoot their shot, should you tell your significant other? This is not a question of if anyone slides into your DMs to shoot your shot, should you tell your significant other? This is just whether there's an actual connection to the person mm-hmm. and maybe even your partner I would knows say them yes. as well. I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would tell my wife. I'd be like, you know what's so crazy? So-and-so, you know so-and-so? Because yeah. what if they see each other? Or like, totally. what if like all this stuff? Totally. Maury, Ma- 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 absolutely not, right, Maury? Why would you do okay. that? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, thank you so much for reaching out. Uh, before we let you go, uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, it would be Mocha. I love your laugh. Hey. You, make, you make my day so great. Aww. I do love Roz, too. I love everyone, but, but Mocha's my favorite. Yeah, You're the best. I'll hit you up on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Shannon. Take care. Bye. Bye, love. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. All right, Summer, let's get into it. It's Roz and Mocha. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, Summer. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Where does your story take place? Uh, my story takes place in Edmonton, Alberta. And how long ago? Probably 22 years ago. Okay, so wow. this this is a story you have told over the years. Yes. Okay, so what's going on? Uh, what brings you at that time to Edmonton? Um, well, I, my career back then was in trade shows and displays, so I traveled extensively throughout Canada and the U.S., uh, setting up displays for mostly automotive customers. Okay, yeah. cool. Fair enough. So on this trip, uh, this was to the Edmonton car show, and um, I arrived at the hotel and when I got there, it was I was a little nervous because the the area of town was uh, kind of sketchy to me. Um, the hotel was kind of bland looking, and it was right beside a bar, and there was like all these bikes hanging out front. And I was like, uh, okay, well, you know, this is where the company booked us, so away I went. Like bicycles or motorcycles? No motorcycles. Okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I went in. Went up to my room, and when I walked in, I noticed it kind of had like an like a, a funny smell. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hmm, okay, well, it looked like an older hotel, so I'll stop by the front desk on my way down for dinner. Wait, wait, you know, what kind of the- funny smell, yeah. though? Like, can you describe it? Like a kind of like rotting, um, pungent kind of smell. Whoa, um, okay. <laughs> so you go down to the lobby, or you go to get dinner. Yes. I go out to get dinner and on the way out, I said, you know, I stopped at the front desk and said, hey, my room doesn't smell that great. So could you have somebody check, uh, maybe re-clean? I don't know. Maybe the pipes are backing up. I don't know. It just smells. Yeah. Come back a couple hours later and the odor was still there, that kind of 
funky sewage smell. Yeah. You know, got dressed, went to went to bed. Yeah, so I was going to ask, so like, did, did they say that they found it or did it just sort of smell like they walked in, realized you had a smelly room and they just kind of decided to mask the smell with like cleaning products and sprays and stuff? Yeah, they they basically just, they didn't say they found anything. Okay. They just cleaned the room. So they just, yeah. Okay, so you're lying there, you're lying there in bed, can't sleep because why? The room smells so bad? Well, it, it got worse, progressively worse and worse, right? Yeah. Um, God. It was wintertime, so the heat's on and, oh. you know, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. So anyways, um, didn't get much sleep, was up pretty early, went down to the front desk and said, look, I, I got to move my room. They were good. They gave me a room, same floor, and uh, I went, got ready for work. And um, as I was going out in the morning, I saw my old room was crawling with police. What? Yeah. Did you stop and so, ask any questions? I did. I, I, I said, um, what's, what, you know, is, is everything okay? Um, and so they kind of looked at me and they said, well, no, not really. Uh, we found a deceased woman in this room and I, I I literally my legs I thought I was gonna pass out. Hold on a second summer. <laughs> okay. So the smell in the room was a body? Yes. Where was the yes, body? Was. Back then the the mattresses sat on those like wooden frames. Yeah. So there was not a box spring in between. So yeah. it was stuffed in between the mattress and the box spring. Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell yo <laughs> So you not only slept in a room with a dead body in a hotel, you slept on top of a dead body in a hotel? Yeah, see, I just got goosebumps when you said it again. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I was trying not to gag. I, I, I think oh, I went crazy. I mean, God. it was just, Okay, yeah, so Summer, was, did you end up finding out how long ago was the body in there? They they were pretty tight-lipped. The only thing that I got was that it was a blonde lady. Um, she was pretty petite. Oh, um, oh, and they figured, God. you know, because like, I said, well, how the heck long was this there for her? And, uh, and they said they figured, based on whatever their, you know, expertise, that probably about three days. Oh, and my I, God. And I was like... Yeah, I, it was pretty, it was a, a pretty frightening experience. Oh, my God. That is probably. <laughs> oh, my God. In the history yeah. of Razamoka's hell of a story, <sighs> like top tier hell of a story. Um, I was pretty freaked out, to be honest. And so I had, I had changed hotels after that. I was not staying there. Why? Um, <laughs> it, that was that was something else. I mean, I've never never have experienced anything like that ever again. I hope I not. <laughs> you better not be the lady that slept on two bodies. <laughs> wow, so that is like next level hell of a story. Uh, Summer, thank you so much for uh, being a part of Razamoka's hell of a story. Thanks for having me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. What's wrong? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm all out of sorts. I fell asleep on the couch last night, and I'm still, like, waking up. Oh. I don't even remember going to bed last night. Uh, what were I you watching? No, I don't, I don't know. I woke up at some point, and Catherine was watching, uh, and just like that. The, Still? F- the finale, I guess it was last night. Uh-huh. I don't know. Was it the finale last night, Maury? Yes, it was. And then they even released a documentary. So, 
On the show? Like, yeah, like behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes and yeah. everything. And Chris Noth was edited out of everything. But yeah. I thought, like, people weren't really feeling the show. Or is everyone just watching it now out of curiosity? I, 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 I think it has a, a, a massive fan base. No, people no, don't. Maury, please. There's a few people that don't like it. No, Maury, the vast majority of people do not like this show. So why are you guys still watching it, Rod? I don't. Catherine does. Oh, yeah. So, so she's like... In with like uh, the, the 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 Maury crew who no, enjoy no, watching no, no, it. No, no, no. Catherine does not like the show at then all. Then why so watch why it? Why are you guys watching it? Uh, because okay, so here here's my thing with this show is I think that people went into this show because of nostalgia and things have been so upside down in the world that uh-huh. they were in such need of something that just felt like home. Yeah. Something that just felt like things felt when things were good, and what they got from the show was not that right and. You watch the show hoping it gets better. It's like being in a relationship where you have awful days and then in there yeah. of all the awful days is you get one good day. Yes. And one good and that's day, the and, one that gives you the hope. Yeah, and one good day on that show is when they do one scene that reminds you of what the show was and what you loved about that it's show. It's usually the Sarah Jessica Parker narration. You know right, yes. what show gets me feeling that way and it's a new show? What's that? Boba Fett. Right, yes. It's yeah, been very similar. so trash and then literally, without giving any spoilers, one episode redeemed the entire series for me. So Maury was talking about how uh, Big was cut out of everything and uh-huh. then I was reading an article today where one of the writers of the show was talking about how John, was it John Corbett who played Aiden? That's right. How he owes everybody an apology. He should write what? an apology letter. He said he was going to be in it. Because if you remember, he said he was going to be in it. Uh-huh. He told people he's going to, he's like, he was like, I'm going to be in it probably for a few episodes mm-hmm. and he never was. Not once. They so, never, they never reached out to him. Oh, they didn't? No. Oh. No, he just told fans that. But why I guess, may I, he have been in it? Because everyone's with their respective partners now. But I guess Steve's in it because she's with he's with Miranda. I guess what Spoiler happened alert. was I guess what happened. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, thanks, Mark. <laughs> um, I guess I guess what happened was is that uh, when this was all going, maybe he assumed something i don't know i mean i don't know how you assume you're going to be in a yeah. television series if they haven't reached out to you well it would be assumed that he would be in it yeah i, I think guess he assumed, i guess I, I mean i have no confirmation but maybe he yeah. reached out to his agent say hey can you talk to them see if there's anything any plans to bring back my character his agent was like cool and then he probably figured yo i was in the show for like so many times already i was in the movies like yeah. there's no way that they're Here, not let me cast let me let me let me read you this let me read you this uh, now that the season is wrapped up and Corbett was nowhere to be seen, mm-hmm. writer for, and just like that, Julie Rottenberg wants an apology from Corbett. Quote, John Corbett should be writing personal apology notes. Jeez. We didn't say anything. Wow. They go on to say, the fact of the matter is we never said anything about Aiden. And then they go back to talk about, I guess, when just like that was released and he had said that he was going to be in episodes. But that's just mean for them to say, like, that was never talked about. Yeah. I'm sure his name, when they were planning the show, his name was brought up. Hey, are we going to bring back Aiden? <laughs> I right? don't know. But there's maybe... so many characters that they didn't bring back uh, Petrovsky. Like, there's a list of characters that didn't bring back. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Maury. Listen, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know who the hell Petrovsky is. So... But, yo, if somebody out there was waiting to binge and just like that, now that the finale's hit... Right? This weekend, they yeah. would have to go through all of and probably thought, man, I can't wait to see Petrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Not one Petrovsky fan. Uh, okay, okay. I, um, so hashtag justice for Petrovsky. <laughs> so what was the finale like? More was it satisfying in any way or no? It was a couple of s words. It was satisfying and it was sad because, yeah. like, spoiler alert. But well, I mean, it's out now. there. It's out. I mean, we well, know the big now. dies. You've y- said that. Y- yeah, uh-huh. I mean, so yeah, she goes to, and we we saw. The um, big was going to be on the bridge with Carrie in sort of like a dream moment when she's yeah. throwing throwing his ashes over the bridge. Right, right. So right. we see that. Hey, in don't the you think that Carrie was a little too quick to? And I don't want to judge the grieving. You know, we all grieve differently. Mm-hmm. But the way that they sort of, uh, you know, Big died and she yeah. was distraught for you know two episodes, like a couple weeks, and then she was ready to uh, you know start dating again. Oh, then right? don't. Oh, but in the finale, it's so much more scandalous. <laughs> oh, oh. Really? Oh my god. Oh, Petrosky comes back. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh so Dear Brian, you may see Dear Brian trending. It's been trending for the last uh 24 hours and uh Brian, I think his last name is Suave or Suave, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh he is a Utah pastor, father of five and is the most hated person on Twitter, even if it is for just one day. It's quite the honor. Every day it's someone new, right? Mm-hmm. Every day there's a Twitter villain. And he must be happy today is today because <laughs> he's like, I'm done. Right? I know, but the handoff is uh, taking a little bit of time because he's still in the most hated person. Still holding that baton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan a couple of days ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every day there's a Twitter villain. And yesterday it was uh, Brian, the Utah pastor. And it started when he tweeted this. He said, Dear ladies, there is no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures of yourself in low-cut shirts, bikinis, bras, and underwear, or anything similar, ever. Not to show your weight loss journey, not to show your newborn baby, not to document your birth story, signed your brothers. And then what wound up happening was because he started it with Dear Ladies, um, all the replies started with Dear Brian. And that's why Dear Brian is trending because that's how all the replies to this guy started. My favorite was um, when somebody wrote, I'll stop posting pictures of me and my bra when you start paying taxes, oh. which, which is, a, which is a, a sick burn in, oh. that, in, that, in, in that world. Uh, uh, author Tara Dublin wrote, uh, you repressed weirdo. No one is going to share anything <laughs> with you, you perv. Please get therapy on how to treat women as the human beings we are. So Dammit Maury last night tracked down the most hated man on Twitter, the Twitter villain uh, yesterday. Um, are you interested in hearing yes. his his, rea- his reaction of, of how he feels being yesterday's Twitter villain? Brian, what is it like to be the most hated person on the Internet today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that the Proverbs warns men against particularly is the fear of man, which is pursuing our, you know, our, the affirmation of ourselves in seeking the glory that comes from men rather than the glory that comes from God. So, you know, popular, popular or unpopular, I would far rather have the approval of God and have a clean conscience before God for my words rather than have the approval of celebrities and in their blue check Twitter accounts. <laughs> to me, it's like God made the world. I have his approval. I really like I don't have any interest in theirs. I don't I, don't, I guess I don't need it. Well, to post something like that, you kind of must love being hated a little bit, right? I guess if I was really addicted to the praise of people, then it would really hurt me to not have it. But, you know, part of pastoral ministry is 
protecting my flock from wolves. <laughs> and often that's an unpopular duty in a culture that hates wisdom and loves death. But he had to have known by tweeting what he tweeted that this was going to be the reaction. But yeah, but I don't know because like, I, you know, when you're a pastor in Utah and you got a couple thousand followers, like most people I would say are into your stuff. Like somebody like this escaped the lab because when you go through the guy's timeline, it's, it's really all just, you know, people echoing what he's, what he said. Mm. Shem, you were shaking your head in there. I, I, listen, as the guy in the room who openly goes to church, I have yeah. a real issue sometimes with, um, people who are religious using whatever religious sort of, you know, Bible or scripture that you want to use to sure. to force that on people. This guy's a clown. <laughs> like, so honestly, here, here's the brilliance of this, though, okay? okay? And why I was, uh, at first, I thought that this was a troll job. Before I heard Maury when he tracked him down last night, and this guy actually takes himself that seriously. But why this was a troll job, okay? So he posted, Dear Ladies, there is no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures of yourself in low-cut shirts, bikinis, bras, and underwears, or anything similar ever, right? Mm. So he posts that. And here's where I started thinking that this is a troll job. Okay. Because he got ratioed into the ground, right? Meaning um, there's 15,000 comments, 15,000, quote, Oof. tweets. His timeline is full of women who sent him pictures of themselves in a bra. What? Because like previous he, to this tweet? No, because no, to replying to oh, this replying. tweet. Oh. Right? Oh. Because he's saying, don't do this. So they're and, like, check this out. And they're like, check this out. <laughs> You're right. So I started thinking that this was a troll job. Uh-huh. I'm like, if he wanted to, if you wanted to troll people to fill your timeline <laughs> with pictures of them in bras, yes. this is obviously the way to do it. Like asking for nudes is sort of out, right? Like you uh-huh. have to find creative ways to do it. And I thought that this was a very sort of creative way for this scumbag to get his timeline full of pictures of women like how do you do that how do you get 15,000 women to send you pictures in your bra well obviously you know now you write something like this I know he's on his phone right mission accomplished <laughs> the Roz and Mocha show podcast podcast Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Cindy. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How's it going? It's good. So, what's on your mind? Why are you reaching out to us? Well, my mom needs a place to live, but does it really have to be with me? Ooh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> you wrote this, Razumoka fixed my life. I have to make a decision. Should I let my mom move in or continue to be on my own with my daughter? I'm a single mom at 42 years old with a 12-year-old daughter. My mom is 75, and living with her is like living in Alcatraz. Oh, uh, the reason why I moved out of my mom's years ago is because we don't get along. What do I do? Fix my life. Wow. So did your mom ask... If she can come live with you and your daughter? Not quite. She just kind of made herself move in already. Oh, she's already there. No, no, she's not here yet, but she kind of feels like she's already here. Oh, why? What have the conversations been? Well, the conversations like uh, she's taking over the whole place already. Like She's not even here yet. How, though? If she's not there, how? Like, is she just bringing her stuff over and, like, setting up? And then leave much. it? Oh, oh, oh. Does she have anybody else to help her? I mean, 75 is, I mean. No, she... I know. I know. I love my mom and all, but we just don't get along. Yeah. Have you, did you, have you had a conversation with her about maybe this isn't the best for either of you? Yeah, but then she kind of gave me the guilty trip of not 
allowing her to move in. So well, that's that's what that's what parents do. A lot of parents are experts in guilt tripping, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to leave me on my own to die? I can't do that. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. All that. All that. I raised you. What you can't let me stay with you. Uh, all the all of that. You're going to get all of it. Have it, you offered to like, Ma? I love you. I want you to do amazing things. Why don't I help you find a place? That mm. is like not here, not physically here yeah, in our exactly. place. But let me find a place that's close enough. So when you do want to visit, it'll be easier for you or it'll be easier for us to come and see you. Not quite, but she kind of plans to go away for six months and come back again six months. So mm. it's kind of like she's not really here permanently. So she'll just be going back and forth. Well, likely story. Yeah, but then the, those six yeah. months that she's there is going to be stressing you the hell out. Exactly. Listen, listen <laughs> the idea, 75-year-olds thinking that they're going to go away for six months and then come back is like, you know, that happens maybe until you're 77 and then you don't want to do it anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so why does your mom need a new place? Well, because currently she lives with a roommate and her roommate has two kids. So they're planning to move on their own with their own bedrooms and stuff. So... She needs to find a place. Oh, oh, and what she can't afford to live where? Yeah, where she is now. Can okay, your mom? Can it. your mom afford a place on her own or no? I'm not too sure about her financial state, like situation, but mm. I mean that might be a conversation that you yeah. should have, though. Like if your yeah. mom, if your mom is is looking to move in with you, because obviously that's the easy easy move, right? It's stress free for her, you know, just yeah. pack up and you know go and stay with you. Um, you need to know all of those things. Like if you're, if you're, you know, going to help your mom out who's 75, you need to know her financials. You need to know what she can afford. You need to know what the options are. You need to sit down and have conversations with her. Um, you don't want to put your mom on the street, right? No, no, Um, I love my mom at all. And it doesn't sound, but it doesn't sound like there's any other family or any other options. It's, it, 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 it seems to me what you're saying is that she can't afford where she's living. She has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to, as much as you may not get along with her, you know, she's still your ma and, you know, she needs help and you got to help her out. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is you need to go in deep and you need to figure out her financials. You need to figure out what the options are. You need to have tough conversations uh, with your mom. You need to be impenetrable to guilt and you mm-hmm. need to make decisions that are going to be the decisions that are best for, first of all, your kid. Uh, mm-hmm. secondly, you, and then your, and then your mom. And, you know, if your mom, if you get to a point where you realize that your mom just can't afford to live on her own, there's other options. You know, maybe you can put her up, you know, you, you find somebody, uh, who's looking for a roommate who's around her same age, you know, maybe, you know, she's obviously cool with doing that, but you have to explore all options. And I think that you have to let her know that. I think that you have to let her know that before we make this a thing, because you know how we are with each other, it is not good. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, and then explore all options. And she has to be cool with exploring all options. And she is going to guilt the hell out of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to feel uncomfortable in your own home or feel like you're living back with your mom as in like in her home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's do this. Let's say, let's say six years from now, your kid goes off to college, right? Let's just say, Mm -hmm. okay, you are, you're still in your forties at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your mom's going to be in her early 80s. She is Mm -hmm. she's not going to be motivated to move out at any point. So when you're you're still a young woman in your in your in your 40s, what happens? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the what's the situation if you fall in love with somebody? Oh, boy, that's why I'm single, because it does not go. You're going to kick your mom out? Of course not. I would not kick my mom out. It's just the fact that it's kind of hard to have my mom get along with anyone, really. Yeah. Okay. You need to let her know that. And you can't, you can't bear the, you can't bear the burden for all of it. You can be completely exhausted by trying to figure out all of the options to help your mother, but you can't be 
the only option. It's all going to start with a conversation. Yeah. Like it has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to open up her financials and tell you what she can afford and how much money she has and all that other stuff, then you, you got to let her, you got to let her try and figure it out on her own. All right. If she, because if she doesn't want your help, she can't just flop at your place. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if she, if she needs help, she has to be open to the idea of you actually helping her. Exactly. All right. Does that uh, help a little bit, Cindy, to get yes, you started? It does. Yeah. Okay. Yes, great. It does. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you very much for having me. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Yo, they putting the cap on gas or what? I can't feed my family this week. <laughs> what got to you borrow, I have to borrow some funds. I know. It hurts, huh? Yo, 104 bucks. 104. Today. That's crazy, man. It wasn't like this yesterday. Like Fat Joe says, yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> I would have preferred yesterday's price. I think it was a couple cents cheaper, Bro, or you, at least you, a cent cheaper. Listen, I, I mean, at the risk of, uh, I, well, I mean, you already sound, I mean, disgruntled and old and everything else. So I'm going to get in on it too. Have you, <laughs> have you seen the price of chicken lately? Oh my God! Don't even get me started. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Have yeah. you no, seen what food, the, food prices seen, in I general? Know, meat, though. I've never paid for. I've never paid this much for meat before. Yeah. Never. Have you? To, to keep on. <laughs> you know, if we're doing this, we're going on the way. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen the price of lumber? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Went home people the other day. Two by four is like double the price. And all right. And I know that somebody's tweeting right now. That somebody's messaging us right now. Okay. Don't come at us with yeah. But have you seen the cost of freedom? I don't want to hear that. Okay. I get it. Hong Kong. Okay. I get it. All right. Um, But no, everything is so expensive right now. I walked out of the grocery store yesterday with two bags. Yeah, I know. Two bags. It was a hundred dollars. I know. I know. Man, two bags. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess you could eat, like, you could buy a dozen eggs, some oatmeal, everything. Like, you could still, you don't have to spend that much, right, to, to, to eat decently. Like, you don't have to start buying garbage food. I guess that's the one thing that I want to say when the prices for everything goes up. It doesn't mean you have to start eating garbage, right? Like, there are sort of, like, cheap ways to eat well in of this course. world. Um, but, my God, the cost of chicken. Somebody just texted us. Mocha, have you seen that city news article that says this uh, in the summer gas in the gas is going to be uh, at least one eighty? No, I haven't seen one eighty. Really, huh? I don't want to pay for that. No, it, it's tough, and we still pay way more than the United States does. Like it's crazy. It's yo, crazy. You're gonna get man. you're gonna get real mad. Yeah, tell me. Hit Somebody me. said, "Yo, you guys see the price of copper?" Copper. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just are copper prices affected too? Yo. I had no, I had no idea. I had somebody, no idea. Okay, <laughs> somebody brought up a good point. Okay, start yeah. uh, shopping at Costco. So we in our house, sure. we definitely shop at Costco. The thing about Costco, for me at least, yeah. Right, because Costco sells gas as well. Yeah, right, yeah. the lineups for the gas station at Costco is so long. Yeah, you can't just show up and pump your gas, and y- you got to wait in such a long line that for me, that time that I'm sitting there isn't worth the savings. Right, when it's only it's like you're not saving a right. ton; you're saving a little bit, but it's all that time, and then you're sitting there idling for however long. Right. I saw you're wasting gas anyway. I don't know if it was real or not, but I saw a picture on uh, on the internet, so I can only assume it was real. 
<laughs> yeah. um, I saw a picture where somebody was holding up a pack of steaks where they had one of those security tags on the, the package of steaks okay. that, they, that they will then remove at checkout so people don't steal steak. What? Yeah. It was like a wire mesh sort of thing over a pack of steaks with a security lock on the side of it. they have some items at Best Buy? <clears throat> yeah, like what they have, like, you know, at the LCBO, sometimes you walk in and they have that big plastic top on the top of bottles that they got to take off. Yeah. Oh, like in the vintages section. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fancy. Listen uh-huh. to me complaining about the price of chicken. I'm talking about vintages. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can I be any more unrelatable right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, have you seen, have you seen, have you seen the price? Have, but no, but honestly, though, have you seen the price for a 40-year-old single malt? <laughs> right? I don't go to that section of the LCBO. Everything's expensive, man. Okay? Everything's expensive. Okay, yeah, definitely trolling. Have you guys seen the price of milk? Is milk more expensive? I don't know. I Another just buy milk. Another price seriously, honestly, guys, have you seen the price of copper? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I'm going to play you this uh, Jennifer Lopez clip on the Today Show because this isn't the first time that uh, uh, Hoda and Savannah have tried to get J-Lo to talk about a relationship with Ben Affleck. And they always try and, like, use whatever J-Lo's promoting as a way to sort of get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And I I guess they're all friends and friendly and everything else, but they still try on television. And it's hilarious to watch Jennifer Lopez uh, shut them down. So here is uh, J-Lo yesterday with Hoda and Savannah. Where? I think so many people can relate to like, oh, the one that got away or yeah. the one you always wondered yeah. about or what if, like, how did you find each other again? <laughs> I think, you know, we can talk about that backstage if you really want to know. <laughs> but, you know, I think what we learned from the last time is that uh, love, when you are lucky enough to find it, is so sacred and special. And you have to hold a little bit of that privately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's what we've learned. But we're very happy if that's what you're wondering yeah. about. By the way, that's a journey. You too. look beautiful on people. Let Thank me just you. block out this corner. You look really. You look <laughs> Why are you trying to block out the corner? You don't want to talk about your personal stuff? Is that what it is, Hoda? Oh. <laughs> Touche. 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 Oh, damn. So I think what happened is on the corner, um, of the magazine, so JLo's on the cover where she's like, you're looking happy, uh, but on the cover of the magazine, Hoda tried to hide um, where there's a little insert talking about her recent breakup. Oh, no. Right? So she's sitting there asking JLo all these personal questions, right? And then she holds up the magazine and JLo's all like, oh, what? Oh, no. Oh, somebody doesn't want to talk about their personal life. <laughs> Like she was holding up the actual magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and she like put her and she blocked out the. That's when you use a digital version on the big screen behind. Right. Right. And like right. prop girl. Yes. Yes, I know. I mean, I listen. I don't blame Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. They overexposed themselves to the point where uh, they made their first relationship was like it was poison to people. Oh, yeah. Like people hated them so much. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't blame them. Could you imagine living through that and then sitting there going, yeah, I think it's a good idea that we, you know, open. Oh, we do. Let's do that again. Right. Hell no. Right. Which Hell is why no. they don't talk about right. it. <laughs> they avoid anything that has to do with the relationship. Mike, what is it, Maury? Oh, I know. I'm just going. I'm snapping. I'm like, yes. yes. Yeah, I know that. Uh, <laughs> that it was just great. It was so great. Uh, can you play that again for oh, me? Absolutely. So, so this is so this is um, uh, Hoda and Savannah talking to J Lo, and they try to get into uh, 
how she rekindled things with Ben Affleck. And then Hoda holds up a magazine with J-Lo on the cover. But also on that magazine cover is a headline for a story talking about Hoda's recent breakup. <laughs> I think so many people can relate to like, oh, the one that got away or yeah. the one you always wondered yeah. about or what if. Like, how did you find each other again? I think, you know, we can talk about that backstage if you really want to know. <laughs> But, you know, I think what we learned from the last time is that uh, love, when you are lucky enough to find it, is so sacred and special. And you have to hold a little bit of that privately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's what we've learned. But we're very happy, if that's what you're wondering yeah. about. By the way, that's a journey, You too. look beautiful on people. Let Thank me just you. block out this corner. You look really... You look <laughs> I'm trying to block out the corner. You don't want to talk about your personal stuff? Is that what it is, Hoda? <laughs> Touche! 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 Way to notice the environment right? and scan everything also, on that page. Also, the, J-Lo's been looking at people. You know what I mean? Yeah, she knew that was she, there. Oh, she absolutely. knew. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. When's that new J-Lo movie dropping? Friday. Who knows, who's the info on this? Who knows? Somebody help I think me it's out. on Friday. Here. On Friday? Mm-hmm. I love a J-Lo movie. J-Lo, like rom-com? Mm-hmm. Man, in my yeah, house, that's does. our whole weekend. Like Made in Manhattan. Uh, made in Manhattan, Second Chance. Yeah. Uh, is it Second Chance? Is that the one? Is it Friday, Shem? Friday. Thank you. Um, all of those movies. Love a J-Lo rom-com. She is the most watchable star in show business. I love everything about her. And this movie is going to be so great. But um, everywhere that J-Lo has gone now to try and promote this movie, whether it's on the Today Show with Hoda and Samantha, um, everybody just tries to get her to talk about her relationship with Ben Affleck because it's all anybody wants to talk about. Of but you have to understand JLo's reluctance because they got burnt. They overexposed themselves so much. And if you don't fully remember what Benifer version one was like, so despised by everyone that when Kevin Smith was making Jersey Girl, which was Ben Affleck and... Um, Jennifer Lopez. It came out after Gili, right? So Gili <clears throat> happened mm-hmm. and everybody hated, they already hated Benifer, right? Mm-hmm. And then Gili happened and the reaction was really harsh. But then Kevin Smith had Jersey Girl ready to come out. And spoiler alert, um, J-Lo dies in Jersey Girl. Um, Thank you for saying... Uh- uh, but Spoiler but alert, but J Lo dies at like the forty five minute mark of Jersey Girl, and when oh. Kevin Smith brought the cut to Miramax mm-hmm. to take a look at, their only note was "You got to kill her quicker," because oh b- because people couldn't stand the two of them. So he had to find a way to kill off J Lo in a film because people couldn't stand. Ben Affleck so and Jennifer Lopez together uh, way earlier, way really? earlier. Yeah. Yeah. He had to figure out a way to kill her. And was it still like starring Jennifer Lopez? Like, yes. Still had, like, I mean, they downplayed, like lead, they downplayed everything because that was poison at the time. Nobody, nobody was going to go see them. Mm-hmm. Like Jersey girl didn't do well at all because people couldn't stand them. So you understand JLo's reluctance now sure. to talk about but now, her. I know the now reaction is, Oh my every, God, they're so cute. Everybody loves them. Yeah. But uh, this is uh, JLo on Ellen today talking about uh, her and Ben. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it must be like, oh, my God, we're back together after 18 years. That's like, right? <laughs> Come on, J-Lo. Come on, what are you going to say? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, 
don't think anybody was more surprised than us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. No, seriously, though. I mean, that's just, would you ever have imagined that no. it comes full circle, it ends up like no, this? No, you, you never could yeah. imagine something like that could happen. I'm it's happy. A, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Thank I'm happy you. for you. I'm Thank happy you. that you're happy. You yes. deserve it. You work so hard. Thank you. And, and as you know, love is the most important thing. Absolutely. So that's all that matters to me is that you're yes. happy and that you're in love. Seriously. Like, she has to know yeah. as she's doing this media tour oh, that people are going to be bringing She plays it, it well. So though. she's got to play along. Yeah, she's a, I mean, she's a total pro. She's a total pro. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, listen, I, I like this version of, uh, I like that they're not hated. I think that makes my, my heart feel a little bit better. But, uh, but yeah, brand new J-Lo rom-com on Friday. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, do you want to hear that uh, Adele uh, impersonator who started offering free tickets to people in Vegas who bought tickets to see Adele? What? Um, because, you know, Adele's not doing her shows, right? Mm. Like her residency is well, She's so all gallivanting everywhere else. Yeah, I know. Uh, but there's a, an Adele impersonator in Vegas who does shows as Adele, and I guess that uh, she has offered seats to people who bought tickets and are still going to Vegas to see Adele to just come and see her show. But I can't bring myself to swim when I am drowning. Yo, this is the impersonator? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. amazing. In the silence, baby, let me Hey, Shem, she, she's got the stuff, eh, Shem? I mean, she's got stuff. I wouldn't oh, say, say, like, the stuff. Oh, really? No, no, here's yes. the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm comparing her to Adele, right? Uh -huh. I mean, it's like comparing like, to Celine Dion or Whitney Houston, one of the greats. She sounds great. Absolutely great. Mm, not Adele, but she here. sounds good. So you say she looks like her, Maury? I do. Hold like, on, I'm gonna, very much I'm so. Look so at I'm, I'm can sort I also of... say that going to see impersonators sometimes is more fun than the actual artist? Uh, oh, yeah, because I got a little bit more to prove. No, it's no, not. No, it's a party. It's um, I, I'm kind of on Shem's side with this, where, Ooh. don't get me wrong, she's a great singer. Absolutely. She sounds great, Yeah. right? Yeah. But she's not... She doesn't have Adele's voice. Yeah, yeah but if we didn't tell like you, Mocha, her. that she it was an impersonator, like you oh, would I would absolutely. Wow, oh, uh, no, no, one hundred percent, I would have known that that was not Adele. Yeah, even just like the the octave in her voice is yeah, different yeah, from yeah, from Adele. Yeah. Play it again, play a little bit of it again. Maybe I hate her too. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, yeah, nobody what? said. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not hating. Oh, like, I'm not. Okay, because I really thought she was dynamite, and then you guys all said that she was awful, and now I'm starting. Wait, wait, let's see, Deepa. What do you think? Do you agree? No, I, I don't think she sounds anything okay. like Adele either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Away. Yeah, let's okay. play this again yeah. for the Adele impersonator's number yeah. one fan, Ross. Okay. But I can't bring myself to swim when oh, yeah. I am Trash. drowning in oh. the <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? You did? <laughs> no. Yes, it was obviously Ross. I don't know. She doesn't I mean, sound like Adele. I mean, she's got the stuff, man. Right there, you hear that? That was really good. Like, she could sing, yeah. but that's not Adele. 
no, it's not Adele, for God's sake. But, like, she's a great singer, no? Like, am I nuts? Also, no, the no, tickets she were free. Is, she is a great singer. Right. I don't know. With the amount, and I love Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, Vegas' number one fan. You're not doing that, huh? But, like, to get free tickets, I'm not wasting my afternoon. You would consider this, even with free tickets, to be a waste of an afternoon. This uh, poor woman. Do your thing. Hold on here. Even with free tickets, you would no. see going to see this woman do Adele, you would consider that to be a waste of Absolutely. an afternoon? Absolutely. Oh. Am, am, I, am I alone? Utter waste. Utter yeah, I see. You lost money yes. going there Utter to begin no. with. No. Utter I am not. Waste. I would rather sit down at Shake Shack and have a burger and a shake and fries oh, than to sit wow. there. You would literally <laughs> rather do something that you could do in any other time of the day mm-hmm. than take a free ticket and go and see this woman do Adele. After you yes. lost money not going to see Adele. You would totally do that. Like, that's yes. to you. This is the better choice, to do yes. nothing. Yes. Wow. She's I would wa- I'd walk the entire strip. Yeah. Roz, it's just the me Las and you Vegas. then going to the show. I'd be there in a heartbeat. I'd be texting you guys, bro. <laughs> fellas. Fellas. You I are j- missing fella, out. I, j- I just found Jesus. <laughs> like, I am. <laughs> it's a religious experience. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I'm reading the story of this woman in Ireland. Um who bought a used couch with her boyfriend because their Ew. dog <laughs> their dog yeah. ruined the couch that they have or I guess now had and they didn't want to buy something brand new because they knew the dog was going to eventually destroy it again right 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 so right. used couch it was a uh, tan and brown two seater that they ended up getting oof so sitting on the couch they lose a remote as a lot of people do, right? Yeah. And the boyfriend reaches into the cushions. No. To look for the remote. No. And he felt something weird. No. And like he, how weird? Like fleshy weird or like sharp no, weird? No, just something that like you wouldn't necessarily... It wasn't like food. It wasn't like coins. Anything like that. Something it just felt odd. odd completely gotcha. odd. Okay. Something that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be right. I in the couch I would expect nothing. Cushion. Okay. So he pulled his hand back out. And realize he had a handful of fingernails. <laughs> Look at you, Buzzman. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> no. Like a hand? What do you mean a handful of fingernails? So they pull the cushions out. Yeah. And look and find thousands upon thousands. Thousands of fingernails and toenail clippings oh my that God. were just shoved. That he just stuck them all back down there? Just shoved into the couch, into the couch really? cushions, behind the cushions, yeah. <laughs> like why? Like why? I guess you're lying on the couch, you're clipping your nails, you don't want to put them on, you don't throw them out, you tuck them, huh? Yeah, and then like you, what, you forget? And you forget. But if you're doing that, but with the amount of, of clippings that were that they found, the previous owner, this was like, a weekly occurrence. So but they if, had to have known listen, if that all those clippings were there because they just kept shoving all the... Yeah. If you're a fingernail biter, I used to be a fingernail biter. Yeah. It's a daily thing, right? Like, it's not a weekly thing. It's a day. You find one little thing and you bite it off, and then I guess this guy was just stuffing in the couch. Yeah. Oh, um, God. So I guess this couple that bought the used couch that had all the fingernail clippings in it, so the, the first thing they did was start to gag 
but then they cleaned it up. You clean? No. They no. cleaned it all no. up. On the street. No. On the street. No. Listen to this. Listen to this, okay? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they vacuumed yeah. all the nails out. Yeah. You and know what that remember, you know what that would sound like? Vacuuming out thousands of fingernails? The woman said that there were so many fingernail clippings. Yeah. It sounded like she was vacuuming up uncooked rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So buyer beware. If you're buying some used furniture, you just never know. Do the inspection. Your Shem looks like he's gonna throw up right now, too. (laughs) That's so gross. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. You want me to go through some of these Razzie nominations with you? So the the Razzies are the uh, like the worst of the worst, right? So they always come out the day before the Academy Award nominations come out and they hold their show uh-huh. uh, the day before the oh, Academy is House Awards. Of Gucci on there? Um, hold on here. No, I don't think House of Gucci is on there. I tried to watch that movie the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why is it not I feel asleep. nominated for a Razzie? Uh, worst picture, Diana the Musical, movie called Infinite, that Karen Wait, movie. Wait, sorry, back up, back up, back up. What? Diana the Musical? Yeah, I don't even know what I don't even know what that is. It's like Princess Diana. It says the Netflix version, whatever that means. I don't even know what that is. What, what is movie that? is that? What I tried that? watching this with my family, and we shut it off five minutes in. It was so. But terrible. is it about like Princess Diana? Yeah, but no. there's like singy songy stuff. Well, it is called Diana the Musical. You clicked on it. <laughs> I also, have. you added the letter O to family. <laughs> Yeah. I tried watching with my family. <laughs> uh, so yes, that should have a Razzie. Uh, Karen is on there. Uh, Space Karen. Sp- Karen. That was the movie with I think Taryn Manning, where she plays like a Karen. Oh really? I think so. I, th- I, I thought it was a spoof trailer, but apparently it was a real movie. Oh. Uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy and the Woman in the Window, and then Worst Actor LeBron James is up there. Oh, uh, no. Ben Ben Platt for Dear Evan Hansen. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst Actress uh, Amy Adams for The Woman in the Window. Megan Fox for Midnight in the Switchgrass. Taryn Manning for Karen. Ruby Rose got a nomination. Congratulations. Uh, there's some great categories though. Um, so the worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. Bruce Willis was in a movie? So your nominees are Bruce Willis in American Siege, Bruce Willis in Apex, Bruce Willis in, Bruce Willis in Cosmic Sin, Bruce Willis in Deadlock, Bruce Willis in Fortress, Bruce Willis in Midnight in the Switchgrass, Bruce Willis in uh, At a Death, and Bruce Willis in Surviving the Game. Hold on. Those, like, how those much are is all that? movies that came out in 2021. With Bruce Willis? With Bruce Willis. He's been doing was a lot of movies? like... He's been doing a lot of like straight to... Uh, obscurity uh, type films. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Worst on screen couple, LeBron James and uh, any Warner Brothers uh, cartoon character. Oh, no. Uh, Jared, Jared Leto and his, either his 17 pound latex face, his uh, geeky clothes, or his ridiculous accent in House of Gucci. Uh, worst on screen couple, Ben Platt and any other character who acts like Platt singing 24 7 is normal in Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, wow. Um, uh, worst remake. Make uh, ripoff or sequel? Um, Karen, Space Jam, Tom and Jerry the movie, uh, Twist, and the Woman in the Window. I never saw that Woman in the Window movie. Who's in that? Amy Adams? Is that, Amy Is that a Adams. Netflix movie? Yeah, but and it's exactly like the Netflix one with the kid across the street. Oh, the the, the great one though with uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, those two are right? the same movie. Yeah, but only one is awesome and one is not, right? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Uh, worst director, nobody cares. Uh, and then worst screenplay, <laughs> yeah, Diana the Musical, Karen the Misfits. I don't even know what this movie is. I never heard of any of these movies. Like, normally the Razzies are like they, but I guess maybe there just hasn't been a lot of movies that were out. 
I'm just surprised that Bruce Willis was in eight <laughs> movies last year. I know. You know what I watched that I really loved? I Which watched one? that uh, that new Kevin James movie where he's the football coach. On, oh, and he goes uh, back to his high school yeah, or something? on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Was it I his that movie. dad was a football coach or something? Is that uh, the one? No, no, no. He's an oh. NFL fo- football coach that gets suspended. Oh. Yeah, and then he goes okay. back to and he finally sees his son because he's like the dad who's never around and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shem, you liked it? Yeah, it's called Home Team. Yeah, it's good, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then uh, and then we started to watch. Uh, God, I love this movie. What's the movie where I think that you're confusing Home Team with the Will Ferrell movie that we watched last night, which is Will Ferrell and Robert Duvall. And their Robert Duvall is a soccer coach, and Will Ferrell decides to coach a kid's soccer team and go against his dad. No, that's called Kicking and Screaming. Kicking and Screaming, yeah. right? Oh, that oh, movie's yeah. great. Did you ever see Kicking and Screaming? Uh-uh. Is it old? Oh, yeah, it's kind of old, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. But Kicking and Screaming is great. But I'm trying to think of what's the worst movie I saw in a real long time. Diana the Musical. Yeah, Diana. Well, that's that's got a lot of a lot of Razzie nominations. I'm trying to think. I, I saw House of Gucci. You hated it. No, no, I'm t- I thought you were oh, saying it for I, you. I, I, can't, I can't judge House of Gucci because... You told me not to watch it. I lasted 15 minutes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I lasted, I lasted 15. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was Saturday night. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Last week, we were talking about how I got in the car one day. Catherine used my car, my mm. truck, and, like, I don't know what she does when she's in it. What do you mean? Like, like drives. I, I guess, okay, but... It's there's a part of me that thinks that maybe she uses my vehicle as like some sort of getaway car mm-hmm. in some scheme she's involved in because the state that it's in when it's returned to me. And she trashed it, didn't like break it. But I mean, she has a new car and then she drove mine. And she was like, God, after driving like the new one, yours, it's like it even shouldn't be illegal to drive that thing. And I'm like, oh, OK, wow, thanks. thanks. That man. hurts. Right. Yeah. So then. Uh, so my Yeah. Yeah. So I get in the car and like I don't she I don't know how much of a rush she is in. But like I got in the car and it was the day before a snowstorm that she came home like a, like it was ice. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I get in the car the next morning and like the radio is on like full. The indicator is like blinking, making a sound inside. And she stopped the car without turning the windshield wipers off. So the windshield wipers were frozen to the windshield. Mm-hmm. And then I had to scrape around them. It was just a huge pain in the ass. So anyway, so she heard me. And then so she uses the car uh, the other night again. And then I'm like, Wait, she's trying night, to preserve sorry. her brand new car? No, but we street park. And then sometimes if she's too blocked in or whatever, oh, okay, you got gotcha. a great spot. You know, you just take yeah. mine, right? Like you don't know. You don't have street parking. You don't know what that's like. No. Right. It's just it's awful. Like if you have something to do, uh-huh. but you have a really good spot outside you start like talking yourself out of the importance of doing that thing that you right. have to do. And How then, much do I want to sacrifice right now? Yeah. If I go out and get this thing that I really don't need, is it worth having to park two blocks away? Right. Right. And then the answer is always no. So you don't go out or you just take mine if I'm in the driveway. Uh, so she takes the car last night and, uh, and then I get in today and like, I look in the passenger seat and there's just a giant beach ball. <laughs> yeah, fun day. Inflated. Yeah. In the passenger seat. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Like huge. And yeah. Like I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what could have possibly have happened that there she forgot a beach ball in the car, right? And so did you ask? Well, I guess so you I, I mess. No, I messaged her. I because she. I knew she uh. was up when I when I messaged her, and uh, and she was like, "Oh, you got it." And I was like, "You got it." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Yeah, I left that for you." And I'm like, "For what?" And she's like, "Cause it's funny." <laughs> <laughs> 
Hilarious. Yeah. She's like, because you always talk about how I mess around with your car. So I thought I'd put a beach ball on the passenger seat. And I'm like, we don't have beach balls. I'm like, where did the beach ball come from? She bought the beach ball. So she bought the, she took my car, went somewhere, bought a beach ball. Dollarama. Sat in the driver's seat, <laughs> blew it up, <laughs> left it in the passenger seat. Took the keys out, closed the door, locked I'm it up. And probably as she's walking into the house, like laughing hysterically. Laughing her ass off. Because she knows. She's like, man, when he gets in the car tomorrow, he yeah. sits down in that truck. Yeah. And he turns to his right and he sees that beach ball. He is going to die. Yeah, beach ball, right? <laughs> Hilarious. So now, now I have a beach ball in the car. And it's beach ball is not like a balloon, like where you can just like poke it, right? Like I, you feel bad poking a beach ball because beach ball costs a little bit of money. Yeah. Right. And also they just like bring joy. You look at it and you're like happy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have time this morning when I'm coming into work to deflate a beach ball. Uh -huh. So now I live with a beach ball in the car. Put the seatbelt on. It. <laughs> it kept scaring me. It kept rolling around. I was at, I was at a stoplight and I forgot the beach ball was there. And I rolled in a little too hot and it rolled off the seat and hit oh, the dashboard. No. And I jumped. Yeah. Catherine, right now. Right. Hilarious. Hilarious. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, I don't know if you saw Nick Cannon's post yesterday on IG, but. <laughs> no, I don't. I did. I think it was like two weeks ago um, when there was a picture that surfaced of. <laughs> gender reveal for Nick Cannon's eighth baby now. Yep. Right? So as an early, um, I guess, Valentine's Day gift, somebody, I'll tell you who in a second, because at the time it was anonymous. Oh, okay. And then we didn't find out until last night who it was sent from. And you right. can probably guess. But somebody sent Nick Cannon a vending machine. And inside the vending machine, every single item in the vending machine were Magnum condoms. Not enough. It's <laughs> <laughs> like 25 slots. Not bro. enough. And each one. Not it's enough. It's like stacked like no. back to back to back to back to back. Not enough. Okay? Not enough. Uh, and Nick said, looks like somebody just sent me an early Valentine's Day gift. Vending machine full of Magnums. And he's standing beside the, uh, the vending machine, right? So then last night... Kevin Hart posted yeah. the exact same picture on IG with this caption. I see you got my gift, Nick Cannon. Gotcha. <laughs> now you don't have an excuse because the condoms are free. Hashtag prank wars. Wow. So they are back at it again. If you remember last year, um, I guess was Nick sent Kevin a llama for his birthday. Right, yes. And then Kevin posted billboards in LA, New York, and Atlanta. Right. With Nick Cannon's face and yes. his phone number. <laughs> yeah. And it says something like, if you're looking for fatherly advice, call, yeah. Nick, yes. call Nick Cannon. And then Nick Cannon's phone was like blowing up. That's right. He posted and his cell I number. Yeah. Think to get back <laughs> at Kevin, Nick then plastered his face on Kevin Hart's private jet. Yes. So when right. Kev showed up to the to the airport at the right. tarmac, yeah. all he saw was Nick Cannon's face. On his private jet. Yeah. I wonder how much of these pranks that these guys actually are involved in and how much just like their people sort of orchestrate everything. Oh, you know I'm I mean? sure like, it's somebody like from the crew. It was like, yo, you know, it'd be hilarious. No, no, I don't mean that kind of people. I mean like strategic people, like pe oh. like people in their lives who are like, who know what is going to work and stuff. I don't, gotcha. I'm not talking the jabroni uh, posse. Right. You know, I just, I wonder that. But it's, it's, listen, mm. it's real funny. But also with Nick Cannon, like, 
Just get a vasectomy, dude. Yeah. You know? Like, you can still do your thing, bro. You still do your thing, right? Just get, like, just get a vasectomy, yeah. right? It's but not he that. He said after that, finding out that he's having another child. That was when he said that he, his therapist so, suggested w- that he. Uh, be celibate. And I'm like, celibate, you don't right? have to be celibate. You just have to be snipped. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, snip, you know, obviously we know you enjoy it. Uh-huh. Right, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like a you, lot, a lot. Okay, even even when you're playing the numbers, right? Anybody right now who's gone through any sort of difficulty um, with you know pregnancy and trying to conceive, you yes. everyone understands the one the, the the sort of you know timed randomness of it. That even if you do all the things right, it's still not a guarantee. Yeah. Um, with Nick Cannon, with all these different women, to be at baby number eight. Okay, he's not sporadically. No. Not Attempt, at all. Attempting. No, okay. No, no, no. He is like a pro. Yes. So he's in the major leagues. He's in the majors. Okay. <laughs> like his average is way above. Yeah. Way above. He's the King James of that game. <laughs> he, he really is. <laughs> but for God's sakes, just get a vasectomy. <laughs> the, 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 the worst part is, is when they, they, they clip your stuff to your T-shirt. That was the most embarrassing part for me. They what? They clip your stuff to your T-shirt. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, so, so for vasectomy, they have to do stuff underneath, right? Yes. Okay, so the stuff on top. Okay, so if you look at, if you t- look at everything and then you yeah. think that there's an above, which is like... Yes, okay, and above, then you, and then under. Which is under, okay, yes. Okay, so, so there's things... Uh, when they're going under, there's things that are sort of stacked there, right? Right. There's the under-under, and then there's the thing on top yes. of the under-under. Mm. Um, so when I was there, uh, he took the thing on the top, yes. wrapped an elastic around it loosely... Right, like a yeah. hair elastic kind of thing, and then took, it wasn't a hair elastic. And then you know what? For, when you go to Staples and you you get those things that you, um, like the the black clamp that you can put on a big stack of paper, a paper clip, like, yeah, right, okay. where you open it and close it, and if yeah. you put it on your finger, it sort of hurts. Yeah. So then he re, he pulled the elastic up and then put the elastic on the bottom of my t-shirt and then clamped the elastic to my t-shirt so everything was sort of lifted up while he went down and did his business. Bro, and you were awake the whole time? I was awake the whole time. No, you weren't. Yeah, yeah. While it, while it like, tugged. Hold on. So no pants and a T-shirt? <laughs> no pants and a T-shirt. He told me to keep the T-shirt on. And I thought that was weird at first. And then I realized <laughs> is that he needed it because he needed to he needed to pin <laughs> my stuff to it. He needed the assistance. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Gina, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. And yourself? Good. Um, where do you listen to the Roz and Mocha Show from? Oh, in Timmins, Ontario. Nice. So let me read to you, Roz, what Gina sent in to us. Cool. Because this is for you. Oh, okay. Roz, I love you on the radio. Oh. I want you to know the reason. Oh. That ass! What? I listen to you guys every single day. And Roz, your advice is so spot on. Thanks for putting a smile on my face every day with all that is going on in the world. Seriously, you're the best. Uh, and your wife, Catherine, um, for putting up with you, LOL. Wow. Okay. I guess like you, nobody can ever just say not something nice, huh? Like it's always got to it's always got to come. It's always got to come with like a thing at the end of it, right? Damn, Gina. So uh, Roz's ass, huh? Well, did you listen to Friday's show? <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. Were you talking about my ass? Uh, well, no, the girl uh, was saying that uh, she loves you because you asked that question at the end of the, 
yeah. the conversation. Yeah. And she said, but she didn't want to say why. Okay. And so you said, well, if that's the case, and it's probably now I'm curious because it's probably something wrong or oh. something negative. Right. And you said, well, the, the only thing you could say is that it's you love my ass type of thing. Right, that ass. So I started to laugh out loud at work. And everybody's wondering why I'm laughing. And I'm thinking, you know what? You guys are so cool. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, like I said, in this day and age with everything that's going on, it, uh, it's good to get some smiles out there. Uh, you uh, you mean the world to us. Thank you, Gina. You really do. Are you new to the Roz and Mocha show? Uh, this year. I've been yeah. listening to you guys for about a year. Just wanted you to know, Roz, that we love you. You're not always being... Getting the short end of the stick is all. Okay. Oh, wow. You know what? Like, <laughs> just say you love me. You know what I mean? Like... Like yeah. just just one well, person. I yeah, but all oh, but then it always comes with even though you sorry you get beat up so much <laughs> and sorry you're like you know all the people are calling you old and all this stuff like just no. you know, every now and then oh. it would just be nice to uh, just have somebody say you love me. Dare I ask Gina between Roz and Mocha who's your favorite? <laughs> Do you have to ask? It's oh, Roz. 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 You're my girl. I love that. Yep. Thank and, you and, so and much. And remind us why is that again? Just because he's right on. Like his advice is like is just. I agree with everything he says. Same. Um, <laughs> and that ass. <laughs> and that ass. Love you lots, Gina. You have a wicked day. <laughs> okay, you guys too. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, love. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Snowboarder Max Perot, representing Canada at the Olympics in Beijing, picked up the country's first gold medal on Monday. And three years ago, Max's story is crazy. It's really incredible. Three years ago, he was going through chemotherapy to trying to fight cancer. And uh, there he is, you know, the other day, gold medal winner, Canada's first gold. Uh, Max has put together a documentary as well, documenting his cancer journey. It's called Max Life as a Gold Medal. You can watch the film and donate to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. All of that can happen at maxperot.com. Oh, yeah, there we go. Olympic gold medalist, uh, Max Perot. What's up, man? Welcome to the Rouse and Mocha Show. How are you? Thank you, man. I'm feeling totally amazing. Look at that. Have you? I, look at this. Look, look, at look at that. Nice. I love Yo, why are you not wearing that around your neck right now? <laughs> I'll, I'll put it right on. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. The first, when, you, when you got that medal and you put it around your neck, that night when you got back to your hotel... Uh, did you sleep with the metal on? Uh, no, I didn't. It's pretty heavy, so oh, okay. I guess I could get hurt. Yeah, man, that'll that thing <laughs> that thing will tear a nipple right off if you turn the wrong way when you're sleeping. <laughs> uh, this is one of the. There's been a lot of sweet golds just as a fan, you know, uh, when we're watching the Olympics. But this has to be one of the sweetest podiums that I've ever I've ever seen. Your story is so incredible, man, and. At what point did you know that this was a lock for you, that you had fully come back from the hell that you had gone through and you were you again? You know, it kind of took a while. Uh, You know, I got uh, diagnosed with cancer in 2018 in December, uh, then went through uh, six months of chemotherapy. And, uh, you know, going through such a a big challenge, you know, even though you beat it uh, like six months after, uh, it kind of changes you over time. Uh, and I would say it got me changed uh, over a couple months after. And even today, like I still uh, kind of learn lessons about it. And I, I have a different life perspective about it now. At what point um, during that journey 
did you decide and you were determined that you're going to get back on that snowboard and you're going to start doing your thing and you're going to start competing again? Um, I mean, uh, for me, you know, it was, I never gave cancer a chance. Um, it was never an option not to go back on my snowboard one day. Um, but of course, you know, I, I was trying to be like really, uh, mentally strong over those six months. Uh, but of, of course, like it's impossible to stay at the top, uh, the whole time. And I had many down days and many times that I just got scared and, uh, didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and mostly like, especially during it, like just before the end, uh, I was just trying to basically survive and make it to the next day. The mental aspect of sport and competitive humans has been such at the forefront for the last couple of years, like more than I have ever remembered. Um, you having the relationship with your body that you've had the, the, your, your whole life and then going through what you went through with chemotherapy. You can fix the body, you know how to train, but have you ever had to sort of get your head right in the way that you had to for this? Like your body, you know, your body's your body, but getting in the right headspace is what we've seen over the last couple of years to be, you know, as important or even more important than uh, than what's going on below the shoulders. Um, yeah, 100%. To get back to the gym, get back your muscles, your cardio, uh, energy comes back over time. Uh, but headspace, you know, uh, well, going through chemotherapy definitely made me a lot more stronger mentally, uh, which uh, which went into my snowboarding career afterwards. Also, uh, you know, by competing, I'm much mentally stronger than before. Uh, but, it, you know, it doesn't come overnight. Uh, it's really with time and with uh, lessons and. That's really how you get stronger. Max Perot on the Raza Mug Show, uh, Olympic gold medalist. What else do you have planned for the rest of your time there in Beijing? Um, what are you looking forward to? Uh, what's on What's on the schedule for the next couple of days? Uh, on a schedule, there are some uh, some beers uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're celebrating. Um, I got to focus on Big Air uh, because yes, in a couple of days I got practice for Big Air, so uh, I'll need to focus on that and uh, hopefully. I can snag another gold medal over there. That'd be in, really insane. Oh, <laughs> and so yeah, and yeah. Valentine's Day is on what, Monday? Yeah. Do, are, do you even get to see your girlfriend or no? You have to postpone Valentine's Day. You got? Yeah, yeah, I got to postpone it. Uh, I'll do Valentine's Day uh, via FaceTime Monday. Oh. <laughs> no choice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want him to do, skip out? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> listen, they're like, you know. The man is focused right now. He can celebrate Valentine's Day when he gets back. Uh, Max Perot, the entire country is behind you. The Raza Mocha Show is behind behind you thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join us on the raza mocha show uh go canada go thank you you <laughs> thanks you brother. take care brother the raza mocha show podcast podcast oh uh, it's that time uh mocha yes sir are you ready of course brother let's do the news the raza mocha show podcast news break Okay, so let's talk about Leslie Jones and uh, her Olympic commentary and the controversy surrounding it. Well, people don't want her to do it now? So Leslie Jones, uh, for the past couple of games, has been doing... She sits at home, she watches the Olympics, and she offers commentary, right? And mm. it's awesome. Like, Leslie Jones, this is she's built for stuff like this. She's so spot on. Her energy is just so up there that um, her initial honest reactions to what some of these athletes can do is incredible. So here's a little bit of Leslie Jones uh, commenting on what she's seeing during, I think it's figure skating. Team USA, slay all day. Let's go, Nathan! <laughs> Let's go, Nathan! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I could ever 
See, I feel like this skating thing would be much like swimming. Like, see, me, I can swim my ass off with the floaty. Like, it's almost like I'm so light, like I'm floating on the water. You take the floaty away, I'm drowning. I'm just sinking like a f***ing <laughs> rock. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but you can hear the Olympics in the background. And I don't know whether this was like a copyright issue, but I mean, she does work for NBC. NBC has the rights to the to the games, everything else. Uh, so then Leslie goes on social media and writes this. Leslie Jones does not stay anywhere. I'm not welcome. So she writes that and then says this. I do this because I really enjoy watching the Olympics. I really love you guys' reaction. I love that you guys enjoy. When I first started doing this in Rio, I did this because people were telling me that no one watches the Olympics. And I was like, are you crazy? These are athletes. This is like everybody coming together, no matter what's going on, and competing in the games. So for us, as a country, not supporting them, I thought that was just absolutely stupid. But what happens in stuff like this, you guys, is that people think that it's so easy to do and they think that they can do it better or they think they can be funnier or whatever. And you need to understand that when I'm doing this, my spirit is totally in it. I feel it. I love these people. I do this with real passion. So she then wrote, I'm tired of fighting the folks who don't want me to do this. They block my videos and they get folks who think they can do it like me, and I'm tired of fighting them. I love these athletes, and, and they love me doing it. And I know y'all love it, but now it's just gotten too hard. So she was about to walk away from doing her Olympic commentary mm -hmm. because they, pull, they were pulling her videos. NBC then issues a statement, uh, and they say that uh, they're, happy to, they're, they're happy to welcome her back. She says she's free to do her social media posts, as she has done in the past. This is from an NBC Sports spokesperson. They say uh, she's, she's a super fan of the Olympics, and we are super fans of hers. And then they end it by saying that the issue has been resolved. Oh. So... I don't know what the issue was. Maybe it is. You're right. You I think it's like a the, rights thing. The audio yeah. in the background got picked up and like the yeah. bots in the background. Yeah. What, what was the issue, Maury? She was filming it. her television. Yeah. So it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a rights thing. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we posted one of her TikToks and we got it knocked off. Yeah. You can't yeah. film the TV. Yeah. So it's a so it's a rights thing. But I guess they, they've given Leslie Jones special uh, permission to mm. run stuff so anyway there you go the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast jennifer anderson adam sandler both uh, on social media posting a picture of the two of them together in hawaii um with uh, jen aniston saying uh, i believe it was back to work with my buddy yes. uh this shooting murder mystery two yes yes that first one was so Bro, amazing so good if you haven't watched that oh man murder mystery on netflix yeah the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh, and the Ford government uh, here in Ontario is looking at eliminating the license plate sticker. Yes. So uh, they say it's a move that would save drivers $120 a year. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the uh, first new bill presented with the legislation when that returns February 21st. The annual renewal process will remain, but drivers would not incur charges. So I should say that the... They just uh, got to go online like once a year? I guess you have to renew your license. Because they you could don't... easily, the police could easily enter your license in their computer in the car and see that it's renewed. You don't have to have a sticker. Well, no, but no. What this is now is that you don't have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, like they're, free. They're, they're getting rid of, yeah. When they say they're getting rid of the sticker, it means they're getting rid of the cost of the sticker. So you will still have to go online and renew your license. You just won't have to put a sticker Will they still the be corner. able to not let you renew if you have parking tickets? I, that, all Probably. of that will be the same. You're still yeah. going to have to pay that. They're not wiping all debt. That's not, <laughs> I, that was no part of this story But here's at the all. thing, though. Everyone, just keep in mind, okay? Yeah. Even though they're saying, okay, guess what, y'all? You won't have to pay. We got you. Yeah. We're the government for the people. We right. got your back. Well, guess what? They're going to be losing like a billion dollars, I think I read. Right? They're going to have to recoup that money somehow, some way, and they're well, going to find a way to stick it to us. Well, they made it up, though. They made up a lot of money by going paperless. Right. That was a big part of this is that when they decided to go paperless with everything, they wound up saving a ton of money on postage. Right. Which is a crazy amount. So, you know, it may just be a push. Who knows? But yeah, yeah know. like, I don't At know. At some point, like next year, they're going to be like, yo, we taxing you on this. I don't know. I don't may, And maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I, I mean, I don't you know, it. it's, I, don't I, it. I hear you. I hear like, you. Like, I'm happy. But I'm skeptical. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll tell you who's not going to be happy is uh, the guy at Maury's dealership who Maury pays uh, every year to uh, put the new sticker on for him. No. Oh, and this time I'm doing that doesn't. and they're going to buff out a dent in the bumper. To buff it out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Maury's just watched too much movie. Can you just buff that out? Yeah, no problem. We'll just buff it out. It's a hole that's rusted. You know what I mean? <laughs> they can said just, you just need a hair dryer. Yeah, can we just buff, buff that out, right? <laughs> buff it out <laughs> couple stitches no big deal <laughs> please you need, it's like there's a you. hole in your car <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing to buff what are you gonna do like fill it in with butter like the Roz and Mocha show podcast. podcast hello Roz and Mocha hello so you guys are talking about the um, the price of $120 for a sticker going away Every year, yeah, they're now bringing the Ontario. They're bringing the safety program here. So, which is it, what? So it's basically the exact same thing. It's going to be like one hundred and twenty dollars, and you have to get a safety inspection for your car. How often? So the emission, uh, I believe, it's every two years. So similar to a sticker, right? And the reason the reasoning is, I actually used to work um, for the company that used to do the Ontario Drive Thing program, right? And I, I heard through the grapevine that people that work there, they just, they just got the contract for the Ontario government for the safety inspection. Hey, let me, let me, t- let me talk to you about this racket real quick, right? So, yeah. so Catherine had a, 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 an older car, right? Mm-hmm. We got, a, we yeah. got, a, we got a new one. So we yeah. were, we were like, hey, uh, let's give uh, the old car to my mom and uh, her husband, right? Sure, very nice. Th- yeah. So they, so they can yeah. have a car, no big deal, right? Just transfer it over, no problem. You know that in order to transfer transfer a car like to a family member, you have to pay you know, twenty five dollars. No, you have to pay twenty five dollars, but you have to get it safetyed, right? What? Yeah, you have to get yeah. it, you have to get it safetyed, and not only do you have to get it safetyed, like it's we're not talking like the big things here. We had a small crack in the windshield. Mm-hmm. We had to yeah. get we had to get the windshield replaced before I could give my mother our old car. Really? Because they wouldn't yeah. safety it. How much does that cost? It's a lot of money yeah. to give my mother a car. We had to get a new windshield for a small crack because they See? wouldn't safety it. That's what I'm saying, man. They're gonna find some way to racket. get to get that money back from us yeah. and call it something else. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Damn. As soon as you said it, I was like, yeah. I just got word like yesterday. 
from a, a friend of mine that works and worked there, and they basically said, yeah, we just got the contract for the safety inspection program. And we used to do the program in Boston or in Massachusetts, um, in California. California has it right now, and it's, like, it's insane. You should see it. When you, say, when you talk about the crack in the windshield, this is like, oh, you have rust on your door. And you're like, what do you mean I have rust on my door? Oh, well, that has to be repaired. And yeah. it's like, well, that has nothing to do with safety. And they're like, oh, well, there's rust on the frame. It's like, okay, well, the car, the car is eventually, there's going to be rust on it. It's just a matter of if the car is functional, if there's any drivability issues, that should be the problem. Yeah. But it's not. In California and in Massachusetts, you should see, like, how crazy it is. People are... You think people are vicious here. It's even more vicious there. Damn. Well, I'm not Sheesh. looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all good. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in, bro. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We're still talking about these movies that COVID screwed up that were supposed to come out. Like, remember Top Gun? Like, they released that trailer, everything oh, else. And, and, then, and then all the conversations about Top Gun stopped. Um, because that was delayed like two or three times. Yeah, but release, Mission right? Impossible was the big one. Mission Impossible 7. You know, I completely forgot about that. Exactly. And Mission Impossible 7, like they had to change countries they were shooting in because of uh, because of COVID. Is that the one where Tom Cruise yelled at everybody? Yes, where, was, where he yeah. yelled. Remember that clip where Tom Cruise yelled at everybody on set because he saw somebody not wearing a mask or not wearing a mask right. Yeah. That was at the very, very beginning of COVID protocols. Yeah, he was saying like Hollywood's depending on us. Yes, yes. And if you want to know sort of what's at stake, and not that it justifies Tom Cruise, you know, yelling like that, but if you want to know what's at stake. So I'll give you an example here so mission impossible fallout which was the previous mission impossible oh, so good that was, was amazing. so good that one to produce the the film cost 190 million dollars to make wow wow okay? that's pre-covid that's pre-covid 100 million 190 million dollars to make yeah. mission impossible 7 which is still not out yet Mission Impossible 7, because of everything that's happened, one, they wanted to do stunts like they've never done in a movie before. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to see stuff in Mission Impossible 7 that you've never seen done in a film before. Is this the one where he had to go to space? No, this is the one where he they jumped a, a motorcycle off, like, basically a cliff, right? And, yeah, and then yeah. they had to change locations for um, COVID protocols. So <laughs> Need the, a bigger cliff. The previous Mission Impossible in 2018, $190 million to make. Mission Impossible 7, this current one, which is still not out yet, $290 million. Oh, boy. They spent $100 million more on this Mission Impossible than they did the previous Mission Impossible. And so the delays, so it was uh, then again delayed from, it was supposed to be September 30th, 2022, and then it was July 14th, 2023. That's when they said that the delays to the ongoing pandemic uh, and the postponement will also add increased costs for the film's overall budget. Um, And it's supposed to now open, yeah, July 2023. But the problem was they announced Mission Impossible Eight was supposed to open June 28th, 2024. So they have to shoot another movie. <laughs> well, they have the time to shoot the other movie now because the this I one know, that's supposed to, so to come out. so much money. I guess. It costs so much money. So yeah, so Mission Impossible 7, $290 million budget. But it's done budget. now, right? It's done. Yeah. And they're just waiting. Well, I don't know if it's 100% done, to be honest with you. I didn't get that. Mm. If they it's need, 100% need a bigger done. cliff. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, Nelly is apologizing for accidentally posting a sex video on his Insta stories. What? Yeah. Like his own? Yeah. Yeah. Nelly. Right? So. We know it's getting hot in her, but. So, but there's two parts to this statement, and I want your take on it. Because one, it seems like Nelly accidentally did it. And then there's another one where they're trying to claim that maybe it was a hack. So, uh, Nelly wrote, I sincerely apologize to the young lady and her family. This is unwanted publicity for her and them. This was an old video that was private and never meant to go public. Right? Doesn't that sort of sound like he accidentally posted it? Yeah. Wait, so it's a video of him with somebody? Yes. No, yes. No. You, The way Instagram stories works, yes. okay? okay, when you go to post stories right. and you go to your camera roll, right? Right. Yeah. If you're not filming something live yes. in the moment and you go to your camera roll, right. if that video is old, yeah. dog, you got to scroll, man. Right. Unless it was something that maybe he airdropped to his phone at that time and it was the latest thing in the camera roll. Okay, but what if... But you still have to select that thing, put it in stories, and then hit post. Right. Yes, you do. Yeah. Like, but what if it was just in a different folder? You know what I mean? In a different album. What if he's got a whole album full of that stuff, and then when he went to his thing, it's not like it was old. It could have still been old, but maybe he only has two things in that folder. But even still, you you have to confirm that you're posting <laughs> okay. that thing okay. to okay. stories. Know, uh, so how the video wind up, wound up like, on... We're not brand uh, new, Nelly. Okay, uh, Nelly's team told TMZ, quote, they're investigating a breach and are concerned more of Nelly's private content may also wind up online, including financial information, personal documents, and passwords. So so they're claiming it was a breach, but Nelly's apology made it sound like it was more of an accident, right? Yeah, I think it was his accident. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Julia Fox, Kanye West's uh, girlfriend, was on the Call Her Daddy podcast. And it's interesting because to me, it seems like Kanye, one, I, you get the sense that Kanye loves having a muse, right? Like mm. he loves having somebody around that inspires him. But I get the sense from Kanye that in his head, he knows what woman he wants to be with, right? But yeah. it's not a particular woman. He just knows the woman that he wants to be with, who he finds inspiring, who he finds attractive, who he wants to spend time with, who he wants to look at, everything else. And he has that in his head. And then that woman doesn't exist. So he finds somebody and then he turns them into that woman mm-hmm. because he did that with Kim Kardashian. Like a project. Yeah. But like he, he just, he has what he need. He has what he wants in his head. And then he just finds a woman and just transforms her into that thing that he wants mm. because he did the same thing with Julia Fox. And it's really wild to see the transformation was instantaneous. Oh yeah. As soon as the introduction happened. Yes. And like, so, wait a minute, this looks familiar. I know a lot of love bombing going on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, Julia Fox on whether they have uh, what they consider themselves to be in this relationship. Rumor has it you're dating someone new. <laughs> have you guys put a label on it? I mean, I, I call him my boyfriend and oh, he calls cute. me his girlfriend. Cute. cute. Yeah. But there was never ever cute. like an official conversation. Yeah. No. Don't you love when that just happens all yeah. the same day? You're like, I think you're my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. It just, just, it just happened and, and, um... And it felt very just or, like very organic yeah. and mm. like not even like crazy or anything, just very natural. Do you remember the first <laughs> thing he said to you? Ever in life? Yeah. Sup, it's yay. I think it was like something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He like got my number for a mutual friend. What was your first impression of Brand. him? Super magnetic. 
like very attractive like like not a, 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 I don't even mean it like he's attractive physically but I mean also just oh. like like the vibe is very like attractive right you know what I mean like you you I, at least for me like I felt like I wanted to gravitate toward you know what I mean like it was very like yes. when that happens like like oh sparks. my god you're like that person has something. an aura yeah they just glow they radiate <laughs> an energy oh, and he definitely has a very very special unique like one-of-a-kind energy sup it's yay <laughs> sup it's yay oh my god I'm so in love look at the defense you're shaking your head in there what's the matter you don't like this you think no it's... I don't I don't understand how just based on sup it's yay you yeah. fall in love with a person based off of that like wow. there's some Something else going Listen, on here. Sparks fly. And then, so of <laughs> course, because Kanye has that thing in his head where he knows what woman he wants to be with, so he creates her out of other women. Uh-huh. Uh, this is uh, Julia Fox on being compared to Kim. What do you say to people who claim this is not a real relationship? I mean, time will tell. You'll see for you. Yeah. You'll just see. Yeah. The tabloids and social media are always comparing women. I know. And you it's keep so getting sad. compared to his ex. Why do you think they're doing that? Well, we've worn some of like the similar looks, um, which I knew at the time of wearing them. I knew that Kim had worn it previously, but I thought it was cool that she had worn it. Right. (laughs) And she's iconic. Yeah. Like it wasn't even a thing, but it it is unfortunate because women are always just being pitted against each other. and, And obviously like, you know, there's 10 years of history that they have prior and like, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want to ever like step out, step out of line and like speak on something that like I have no place speaking on. Like when someone was like, oh, they're both wearing Balenciaga. I'm like, wait, can, yeah. we can't all wear that well, now? Well, if anything, I feel like the conversation should be like, wow, it's amazing to see how heavily influenced Kim was by Kanye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Point. If yeah. anything, I feel like that's kind of what that shows. Ooh. But obviously people want to run with the more like nastier like narrative. Sup, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think, yeah, and, and I mean, I know, listen, she's absolutely right that, that people, you know, compare women and pit them against each other and everything else, but I, I think that with this, it's such a unique situation because you you just saw, like, we remember when Kanye showed up at Kim's place and threw mm-hmm. out all her clothes and gave her all new stuff to wear, and then with with Julia Fox, they documented the day that he brought racks of clothes to a hotel room and told her basically this is what you wear now like you can compare the women and 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 in the right ways or the wrong ways but this is this is kanye this is what kanye does like this is a story of how he creates a whole new person out of the women that he's dating and they're like yo but i have like my favorite old navy hoodie no, no way you are never wearing that again. Like I've been wearing I, six years. I've had this. You are. It's nev- my most comfiest. You'll. You will never. You have. You have that old favorite old navy hoodie, right? Yeah. Okay. You will never. You have to. You would bury that in the backyard. I'd wear it to in keep secret. it to keep it safe. I'd wear it underneath the Balenciaga. Yeah, you'd, okay. Yeah. Hold on a second here. You're gonna wear an old navy hoodie underneath Balenciaga. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Kanye is gonna be cool with that. You better be. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess she's right. Like you know, Kanye, you know, Kanye looks at you and gets inspired by you and and everything. And and why not? Like I don't know. I I mean, it's weird to me when she says that everything happened organic because this was just about the least organic thing that I've ever seen. But it when was, it comes to famous cute. people falling in love, cute. Oh, so cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's that accent from? Like, where does that come from? It's I know we've talked about it before, but it's just like a real like. It's like Hollywood. It's, 
It's well, it's it's like uh, it's, it's like Camila Cabello with Chris Moise, right? Chris yeah, Moise, right? Cute. Yeah, I don't know where that accent comes from. I love your like top. It's, it's so cute. What is it, Maury? What's that? It's called upspeak. No, no, no upspeak, upspeak is when you go up at the end yeah. of everything, right? Like I understand upspeak, but this is an accent. Yeah, upspeak right? like, is like when you talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do that so well. <laughs> when you do what, Moga? When you talk like this. <laughs> it's cute, right? <laughs> anyway, all the anyway best. that's all I got. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the Brit Awards last night. Let's start with Adele. Adele, uh, of course, not doing her Vegas residency. So uh, flying uh, everywhere uh, else. Uh, although it was nice to see Adele at the Brit Awards, it's very um, not so much for a lot of people who bought tickets to Adele's shows in Vegas. Uh, but here she is, Adele doing "I Drink Wine" at the Brit Awards. Beautiful song. You know where this song would sound great live? Where's that? Where's that? Vegas. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yep. You're right. It's the song's made for Vegas. It really is. Yeah. In front of a live crowd. Oh, yeah. Whether you win or not. Took time off of, of work, book a trip, stay at a hotel. Whether you win or lose, this is the perfect track. Yes. Right. Uh, Adele also um, winning album of the year. Here's Adele's acceptance speech. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you again. The company I'm in up in that it was really phenomenal. Um, Obviously, I thank everyone I work with, like the labels and stuff. But I'd like to dedicate this award to my son. And to Simon, to his dad, this album was all of our journey, not just mine. And um, I'm very proud of myself for sticking to my guns and putting out an album that was about something so personal to me. Because not many people do stuff like that anymore. And um, my son has been so gracious, so gracious and kind and patient with me over the last couple of years. And uh, it's for him. And I'd also like to, I don't know if it was mentioned earlier because I had to get ready for my song, but... Um, someone that was absolutely integral to this album is producer of the year this year. His name is Inflow. And he works with Little Sims a lot as well. And he really changed my life, not just with my music, but he really helped me in so many ways. Flo, I love you. This is for you as well. All right? Thank you very much. Good night. Just give her all the time she needs, huh? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. At the uh, Brit Awards also last night, Ed Sheeran picking up Songwriter of the Year. Here's Ed's acceptance speech. Thank you so much. Because um, it's a songwriting prize, I really, really would not be here without the fantastic people I get to work with. So thank you to all of them. Record label Atlantic, publishers Sony, but also my wife Cherry, who at the... <laughs> At the drop of a hat, we'll come to the middle of nowhere to a really secluded studio and kind of live in-house and be so supportive while we just make songs and songs and songs and songs. So thank you so much, and uh, you're the best. Um, thank you so much, guys. Hope you have a great evening. But it was before the show on the red carpet where Ed Sheeran uh, dropped, like, huge news. So the announcement was coming, and I guess Ed knew it was coming, Um 
but on the carpet, he gave somebody the, I guess the the exclusive, and in, in, and allowed them to to break the news that there's a track with Taylor Swift arriving. Uh, it comes out Friday, and it's with Taylor Swift. Oh, nice. We're literally announcing that in like an hour, so you can you can have the exclusive. Nice one. Thank you. So, oh, wow. so and that was like that's like big news. And yeah. I had I didn't know anything about this. I don't know if this is like a brand new song, an old song. So, what is this then that they're uh, doing? This is on Ed Sheeran's latest album. It's called "The Joker and the Queen." Okay. Uh, this is what the song sounds like on the album. Brought us together, and I know you could fall for a thousand kings and hearts. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, sure. So then Ed Sheeran, now that we know that song exists, yeah. Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, the Joker and the Queen, Ed Sheeran then releases a little sample of what their duet sounds like. And it sounds like this. You think that what makes a king is gold. A palace and diamond rings when I fall. It sounds like some other old, like, 80s duet that I can't put my finger on. I don't know. It It really does. It just sounds like a typical down-tempo Ed Sheeran and or Taylor Swift song, which makes it make sense that the two of them would join each other on that track. For me, I like all the up-tempo stuff that each of them do, and yeah. they do it really, really well. Yeah. And I would have loved to have heard Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift on, like, a fun, upbeat song. Roz, are you thinking right. Beauty and the Beast? No, it's not. I thought it might be like at, at first. Bryson? No, no, I thought it was at first, but it's not. It just reminds me of a... There's another song that that reminds me of. But I, I, I'm sort of with you, and I would have loved to have, have it, had it been a brand new track. And I, yeah. maybe I'm asking too much. They're very busy people, right? But Even but, still. but I, I think that... Just something fun uh, from yeah, the two of them. Yeah. Because they can have fun. But I don't mind. Like, I, I'm all for a heartbreak track, right? Like, don't get me wrong, because Ed Sheeran can write heartbreak, and Taylor can write heartbreak. I just don't think this song is it like i think it's just very like to me it's almost dentist office mm. does that make sense right yeah like it it's almost and dentist I office you think that what makes a king is gold a palace and Oh, yeah. I'd but fall this, asleep right away. Is this going to be right. the next big wedding first dance song? I don't think so. Like, I don't think there's no, enough to it. And I'm not hating on either of them. Don't no, don't no, come no, no, after no, no, me, no. okay? Absolutely. At Ross Weston, by the way, on No, Twitter. no, no, no. Listen, we're allowed to we're allowed to have dreams, right? Don't mm-hmm. dash my dreams. I just I just wish it was something a little different. Like a little bit different, maybe. I don't know. But Taylor Swift doesn't do those upbeat songs much anymore. I know, but she could though. But but even Taylor's stuff, I don't know. I just I think it's a I think the two of them together are brilliant. I I think it's a weak track. There, mm. I've said it. At Ross Weston. Shut up, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, Twitter. Shut up. No, no, no. And TikTok. No, no, no. And Facebook. I'm not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> no, you are. Okay. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, That's not. still verified everything. Give me a second. Big, big blue check mark and okay. everything. Okay. What's if your some, LinkedIn? Also, if somebody could please just tell me how to shut all that down, because I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah! Oh my god, I'm so excited for this show. Uh, Loved Mandalorian. Sort of, 
okay with Boba Fett. Like, man. I watch. I haven't watched the season finale yeah, of Boba Fett yet. I. But I hated every episode hate, up until hate, episode hate five. It. Yeah. Episode five turned around for me for obvious reasons. Not going to give any spoilers. Baby but Yoda. for obvi- obvious reasons, episode five and six. Right. Brought me back to the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so anyway, they've uh, decided, uh, they've released the premiere date for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is, and it's interesting because this is not coming from the Dave Filoni, um, John Favreau camp. This oh, is it's this, not? No, no, this is from the Kathleen Kennedy side of uh, Star Wars. Oh, I'm so the the, uh, the, uh, the other side. Um, man, listen, who knows, but, uh, so it will happen in May and, uh, it's going to be released on the 45th anniversary of Star Wars A New Hope, which is May 25th. So that is when you're going to be able to see. I wonder, ha- have they released, uh, or have they said like who's directing any of the. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, um, my question is, I yes, don't need to know everybody. Her, what is her name? I need to know if, uh, Dallas Bryce Howard is directing any of those episodes no, no. because she directed the best episode of Boba Fett so far this season. She also directed the best episode of Mandalorian last... Uh, is it Deborah Chow? Yeah, Deborah Chow is actually okay, directing... Good. So I think she did a couple of episodes She did of, six episodes of Mandalorian, of Mandalorian, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so okay, so Deborah okay, okay. Chow is... Uh, as long as the vision is still there. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, so Deborah Chow doing a, a ton of episodes for uh, oh. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Should I have done it in my Star Wars impression? What do you mean? Nope. Star Wars impression. Ooh. Deborah Chow. No. No. What? Isn't that like the Ewok? Uh-huh. Stop it. You know what's you know what you're doing, Maury. Okay. You know what you're doing. I know. I'm so doing want, a great impression. No. So you want to do stand up now? You want to do Star Ooh. Wars jokes? Go ahead. Do Star Wars jokes. No, yeah, you save those for me the first. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Here no. we go. Star Wars jokes. Let me Google Make, make no, sure no, he doesn't no Google. Google anything. Nope. Come on. You got a riff right now. Let's come go. up. Come oh, up with here something. Here we go, smart guy. Listen, you want to be on the radio? Yeah. So bad. Come you want to chime in? Yeah. Oh, look at the time. No. Yeah. No. Look at the time. Okay, we got lots of it. Come up with something. I just got rid of a song. Listen, typing, typing, typing. Hold on. Oh, this is gonna be so great. Oh my god, this is gonna be so great. Oh my god, this is gonna be so I'm so embarrassed right now. Yeah. This is gonna be so good. Now. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here Maury, we go. if you yeah. click on something called 99 Star Wars jokes that would even make Darth Vader laugh, don't click on that. Oh my god, how'd you know that's exactly what I clicked on? Because I also Googled <laughs> Star Wars jokes did that. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Bob Saget's cause of death has been revealed. Um, now, if you remember, they didn't find any drug paraphernalia, no sort of foul play in the hotel room uh, when they found him, but they said that his hand was on his heart, so they assumed that it was something cardiac. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, his family released a statement, and they said that in the weeks of Bob's passing, we've been overwhelmed by the incredible outpouring of love from Bob's fans, which has been a great comfort to us uh, and for which we are eternally grateful. They go on to say, now that we have the final conclusions from the authorities' investigation, we felt it only proper that fans hear those conclusions directly from us. The authorities had determined that Bob passed away from head trauma. What? They have concluded that he accidentally hit the back of his head on something, thought nothing of it, and went to sleep. That's so wild. Right? Maybe, you know, you're like in he a... Hit his head hard, like on a desk or something? Who knows? You're in a hotel room. He just he had just come from a show. You know, you're walking backstage, something. You're in the hotel. You go onto the thing, the, the, the desk to plug your computer in. You get up too soon. You bang the back of your head on the underside of the desk. You're in, an, you're in a room that you're not familiar with. 
You right? go to lay down. Who knows? You go to lay down, and then you just, you know, you, ow, oh, damn it, I you bonk my head. You don't think anything of you it. You don't think anything of it. It'll and then, pass. yeah, oh, and then man. you, and then you go to sleep, and they, 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 and they just wanted, then they reiterated at the end of it saying that uh, no drugs or alcohol were involved whatsoever. Yeah. So it's not like he was doing any of those things and also bumped his head. They just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that uh, there was no drugs or alcohol involved. Just, uh, just a bash on the head. Oof, which is really, really tough, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, the uh, Toronto Zoo is reopening today to the public. Yay! Love that, love that, love that. 50% capacity. Amazing. In all uh, indoor spaces and masks will be required inside and outdoor. Hey, I got to say, they do it real good over at the zoo. In December, uh, we went twice. Yeah. To the Toronto Zoo did, before, huh? before everything shut down. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, man, it's so nice there. Did I, you know? I guess they're starting, wi- they're putting Wi-Fi down there, too. You could use Tinder. The, the pandas could use Tinder, finally, I guess, right? Well, they Isn't were that... lonely. It was, there was a study that said the animals missed the people. Yeah, yeah. Remember when they had to show pandas um, dirty movies to arouse them? No, they don't you remember that? Because pandas no. notoriously don't like mating, and there's like a, a, a seriously low amount of pandas in the world. But how would they know what they're watching? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't register in there. Yeah, wasn't panda that the story? Can you please look that up? Yes. And not you, Maury. Oh. Shem. <laughs> I don't, I don't, but I have no. I don't. I don't want you looking up anything like that. Um, just had to stimulate a panda, uh, Shem. If you, if you could, if you could find me that, yeah. if you could find Your me that word story, combo is yeah, I, yeah. I don't trust you. Not out here. You are going to be way too? off on this. Yes. <laughs> Um, he's kicked out of this building in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't yet. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Is that uh, is that truck convoy coming to Toronto? That's just got me worried. Okay, That's what I, I heard yesterday. I drove up that street this morning, and it is completely yeah. blocked. I mean, I'll tell you what. Okay, which which uh, street? University. On University. There are like more cops than I've ever seen. Well, if they do come here, I hope to God one of them is an Amazon truck because I'm still waiting on a package from <laughs> January 5th. What is the arrive? What'd yeah. you order? Keychain. You ordered a keychain? Shut one up. Key Don't chain? judge. Hold Don't on, judge. one keychain? Yeah. Two. Well, that's why it's two. locked between what, the seats. Uh, how big I, is the keychain? I was going to take one of them apart uh, to make one really cool keychain. So I bought two keychains. For somebody who is so busy and yeah. jumps on the radio every I single know. day and talks about how busy he is, yeah. your new project that's going to keep you so busy yeah. is taking two keychains uh-huh. to take them apart and yeah. create one keychain cool what yeah. like is it a star yeah. wars keychain no no sh- don't don't what worry about it. don't that's, that's, that's my business that's my business that's my business are they are they it's my uh, business are they two of the same keychain that you're just looking yeah. to make a bigger keychain yeah like same design same yeah. color same size yeah. everything same does it light up yeah um anyway is a keychain for you yeah it's for me yeah yeah it was a it was a project i had wanted to work on for how long <laughs> how long have i wanted to work on this yeah months now have you been doing research? No. It's How just I, you have the idea in your mind. Yeah. What tools would you require? Um, a couple of different pliers. How long do you think it's going to take, this project? Afternoon. A whole afternoon? Yeah, about that. Wow. You do they not just so, sell what you want to do? Nope. You, you are so busy. Yeah, I know. That's why. I know. And now I don't know what to do with all my time because I can't make my keychain. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I've never in my life with this. I've never in my life with these truckers. I don't. I was trying to think the other day. Has there ever been anything that you've seen in the news where, depending on what you read and where you're reading it from, mm-hmm. you get two stories that are so completely different? I, I don't know the last time. 
I saw something where there was an event going on where depending on what you read and where you get your information from, that something is portrayed so wildly different depending on the source of information. It's it's crazy. I can't no. the, I can't think of the last time this happened ever well, during Trump's presidency. Oh, true. No, 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 no. Not even right? close. You would get you would get not even close. Very but, different views from different people. Not, no, 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 no. Different views is one thing, but two completely different versions of the same story mm. is what we is what we and I mean, I'm not in Ottawa. I'm not down there. I wouldn't go there anyway. I don't like to smell diesel. That's a lie. I love the smell of diesel. I just wouldn't go because I'm afraid. I'm so terrified of conflict. Like I, I would be the guy that like goes down to be like, OK, I'm just here to figure out the real story. Okay, yeah. I need to know to see this from my with my own eyes. What the hell's going on down here? And I know, like in a second, in a second, I'd be on the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'd find a job. Get out of here. Yeah, I'd find a job to do. Show you how now, to do this. I, I don't know. They're, they're, I don't know what the story is if they're coming here or not. Who, who knows? Uh, don't use a spatula to press down on the burger and squeeze out the juice. You're squishing. Yeah, I know. You're not supposed just, to do I that. I know. And that's my thing is that I, I would get down there and then all of a sudden I wouldn't care about anybody's issue. I would just be concerned with how hot that flame is. <laughs> right? Like, I'm the, like I'm just, I'm the worst person for all of this stuff. You see a bunch of, uh, bunch of them playing um, street hockey and you're like, <laughs> yo, let me, that looks like fun. Yeah. Can I sub in? Street hockey, by the way, has never looked fun to me, okay? Really? <laughs> I don't have the cardio for street hockey. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay? These are all the reasons I'm not down there, by the way, okay? Like, there's a long list of reasons that I'm that I'm not a part of it, right? I don't even I don't even know the political stuff. I just know that I don't have the cardio. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I have no idea how close we were to actually losing Bob Odenkirk. Do you remember when Bob Odenkirk had a, um, uh, he collapsed on the set of Better Call Saul last mm-hmm. year? And I don't think we got a reason, did we? No, I, I mean, I, maybe we did, but uh, this is Bob Odenkirk describing to the New York Times exactly what happened. So he was shooting his scene. And then they were shooting all day, and he went back to his trailer. He said that he was going to watch the baseball game and work out on his exercise bike. And, uh, he passed out. He hit the ground and then somebody came in and they started giving him CPR and they tried twice and he had no heartbeat. And it was only the third attempt where they were able to get his heart going again. Like so, his heart on, stopped. Wait, 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 so better call Saul for like a couple of seconds, let's say. Yeah, No heart. Was dead. Was dead. He had no heartbeat and it was only in the third attempt that they got his heart going. Uh, and the the woman who who was performing CPR said that he turned bluish gray, and he was like gone. That's and, so and then scary. They, and then they they brought him back. And his whole thing is that he remembers nothing. So even his telling of this to the New York Times, he's saying that he can only rely on what other people have told him. That but is so I didn't. Scary. Nobody knew how bad it actually was. But uh, but according to Bob Odenkirk himself, his heart stopped when he had a heart attack. Wow. While he was in his uh, while he was in his trailer, like he was almost gone. That's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's uh, it's incredible. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Prince Charles has tested positive for COVID nineteen again. So I guess it's like a different variant, right? Like I guess you can catch like the 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 different variants because I don't think you can catch the same variant twice, right? Like I don't think you can get Omicron twice or Delta twice. I think because the first time he got it was back in twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. I don't know. I'm no expert, but getting it twice, regardless. 
Sucks. He's 73, triple vaxxed. Oh, no. But yeah, but they... Trying to they, catch them all like Pokemon? I, that's what I'm saying, right? It's like, you know, why not? Why not get them all? <laughs> Pokemon Go? Right. Out there in the streets of London just searching? Because they 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 got rid of all their uh, all the, the the sort of dumb rules uh, in uh, in in England, and he was at like some big art thing at a museum uh, like a on rave? one Wednesday night. Not a rave, an art thing, like an art rave. No, he was in a tuxedo. You can wear a tuxedo to a rave. Oh my god, not a rave tuxedo, like an art tuxedo. Well, there was like a reception for an artist and he was out there with no mask on. Even at 73, no, maybe, listen, man, you can be triple vaxxed, right? At mm-hmm. 73, even though you live in a place where there's no rules and you can walk around with it all out, not all of it, but you know what I mean. The, the, <laughs> it is a rave. The, the, the nose and the lips, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Cover up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cover up, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so he has uh, tested positive. He's isolating right now. I think cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, it's looking like uh, Dave Chappelle is the Twitter villain today, or at least one of the Twitter villains today. What happened? So this, there's a story that the headline is this. Dave Chappelle helped kill affordable housing plans after threatening to pull his business. So what? the headline is that in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, where Dave Chappelle has set up a lot of his businesses, mm-hmm that there was a affordable housing plan deal that was in place that Dave Chappelle opposed. And then he went to a virtual town hall meeting and threatened to pull his businesses if they went ahead with the affordable housing plan. And so this is Dave Chappelle on a Zoom call at City Hall. I just want to say, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million a year company while it's out. A $65 million a year company. I cannot believe you would make me audition for you. You look like clowns. I am not bluffing. I will take it all off the table. That's all. Thank you. So he threatened to pull all of his businesses out of Yellow Springs. And on the, uh, if you read the headline, it really sounds like he was specifically opposing affordable housing. And you can only then assume that it's because of the people that affordable housing would bring. But, but the, the, way, when this, the way that the story reads is this was part of a much larger development, okay, mm-hmm. of condos, townhouses, and one part of it was going to be affordable housing. And I think that the problem that they had was the way that it would change the environment that they live in with sidewalks and roads and people and everything else, right? So it wasn't necessarily that he opposed affordable housing. It's that he, he opposed opposed the plan that was put forward and then threatened to pull his businesses out. However, they listened to him and I guess they are now going ahead with the plan to do the condos and townhouses, just not the affordable housing portion of their plan, which doesn't make him sound any better. Right. Right. I just want to check to see uh, if he tweeted or if he put on anything on Instagram, yeah, and there's nothing there. No. But uh, hashtag Dave Chappelle, if you go through these tweets, 
man, everybody hates him today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the quote was that uh, Dave Chappelle and other local residents were, quote, they raised concerns over increased traffic, uh, lack of sidewalks, and the general setup of the development. But, man, when you read the story, it uh, really makes it sound like, and I don't know how you, you, I don't even know how you spin it to make it not sound like it, but it really sounds like Dave, uh, the only problem that he had was the affordable housing. I'm sure he will come out and give his side of the story yeah, because yeah. that's what Dave Chappelle does. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Hello, Kara. How are you? Hi, how are you? We are doing great. Uh, we understand that you have a question for the room or for Roz. Uh, well, yeah, it was for Roz. I had heard her bring it up earlier, but what's your take on teaching your daughter about swear words? Oh, Mocha and I just had this conversation again. We've, <laughs> we've talked a lot about this because I had a kid way before Mocha had a kid, right? Yeah. And uh, it's it's difficult. The, the one thing that I never, the one road I never wanted to go down, because I'm a huge fan of profanity, right? Um, yeah, and you too. <laughs> I, I, okay, I, I, really, I really am. But I, I don't use it in a way to hurt people. I just, I, I love the colorfulness of creative profanity. And so I never use the term good words and bad words with my kid. As I know a lot of parents do. That's a bad word. You know what I mean? I never wanted sure. to. I never wanted to put labels on good words and bad words. I only uh, encouraged time and place and usage, and um, because of that, she never. There was never a stigma to to language, and she was never, you know, sort of caught saying something and then watched her parents freak out and then refused to to stop saying it. That kind of thing, uh, and. She really is not into like just sort of casual profanity, um, but she does every now and then say things like she'll say a pain in the ass. She'll say oh, yeah. like and she's been saying that stuff for years, um, but she, she when she uses it, she uses it fine. She said the F word once um, and it was like legit, not even for shock reasons when I think that she ate something that was super hot. Oh, no. and, and she just yeah. said it and, and like it rolled out of her mouth onto her plate. And Catherine and I were both like, what? And she's like, I'm so sorry. And we're like, OK, Aww. cool. Uh, but but when it came to, you know, if, if a word ever slipped out, I was always like, listen, you know, you have to know your audience. Like, I'm not going to yell at you for saying that stuff. But, you know, don't think it's cool for you to go and start throwing that stuff around because, you know, there are people that don't feel the way I do about language. And, you know, they are, you know, it's cause for trouble, especially in a classroom environment and that kind of thing. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a real problem. But no, she doesn't swear like she doesn't really swear a lot. And she's 12 now, you know, and and even it's interesting, too, because maybe it's because kids are a little bit differently. But there was one time where there was like a her group chat was opening and I wasn't snooping. She had just like shown like the like there was something on her computer, whatever it was. And somebody was swearing. And like another kid in that sort of like group chat was like, man, don't swear so much. Like even in, even in text. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, you don't have to be rude. Um, yeah. And, and so kids, I think, are kids are different. Like, man, when I was younger, I don't know about you, Mocha. But when I was younger, I would just like my friends and I would like we would just go sit in like somebody's basement and the words that would come out of our mouths yeah. when we were alone, like half of it didn't even make sense. We were just trying to string together the like most extreme chain of profanity that anybody <laughs> was able to put together. Like we were so into swearing that like it was something we did. Like it was like, hey, you want to come over and swear, right? Like it was, it was like we would just, we swore so much when I was yeah. 12. I don't know about you, Kara, but I first started swearing i remember i started swearing when i was in second grade 
Right. So how old are you then? You are seven, seven six, seven maybe. years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's oh. when I first started swearing, and yeah. I said like all, like all the words. Really? Yeah. And once I got introduced to it, I was like, "Yo, this is my jam. I yeah. love it." Yeah. Did your boy swear? So that's the the thing. Oh, wait, before we get to that, Kara. So what's the the the, yeah. the issue in your home right now with your? You said your daughter is the same age as as Roz's daughter. Well, my daughter actually turned thirteen yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, Happy but I, I've kind of. I've noticed I, I kind of did it the same way. And um, when she was, uh, I, I'm going to say she was three or four, um, the B word had come around for whatever reason. Wow. And so, yeah, and uh, it, it's not used in my house because I really dislike that word in, in entirety, but it had come up. And so I, I was I was a young mom with her. So I just kind of decided uh, she really looked like she wanted to say the word. So I said, well, let's, okay, you say it. You say it the one time. Mm. I explained what it means, and she has never said it since. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the one challenge that we are having with language in our house is that Jen and I swear a lot. Yeah. And so Cruz yeah. is now, uh, he'll be five in April. Mm-hmm. And lately, well, this is the one that we've been kind of tackling. He's been saying, like, the full words for WTF. Oh, right. But no. he's using it in the right context, yeah. right? Like, he'll be playing with a toy, something doesn't happen, and he'll say, what the, and yeah. he'll use the full word. But Jen and I, we have never freaked out. We've never said, don't say the F word, that's a bad word, much like you, Ross, right? Yeah. But we have explained yeah. to him that... You're using the word correctly, but you shouldn't be saying that out loud because other people who may hear it who may yeah. not be comfortable with that word, and you definitely can't say that at school. So Has he said it at school? It. No, he hasn't said it at school, but he's replaced it with what the heck. And yeah. we've heard him in like playing by himself. He'll say what the F yeah. and then stop and then say what the heck. So he's correcting himself now. Right. He knows that he shouldn't be saying it. I was on the phone with Roz uh, yesterday afternoon. Oh, remember? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think Cruz was listening. No. But I was on the phone with Roz yesterday, and I said, oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Because he used to say that a lot, and we yeah. told him to replace it with, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then from the other side of the room, he, uh, he yells. He goes, it's not, oh, my God. It's, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Roxy wrote me today over a Wordle puzzle where she uh, – she sent me her thing and she got it in six and almost didn't get it. And she was like, Jesus. But um, but when she texted to me, she writes J-E-E-Z-I-Z. Jesus. <laughs> the cool way. The cool way. Yeah, uh, so- I, I, I think that the big thing, though, uh, you know, when talking about profanity and Maury, I'll ask you this. I only recently swore in front of my dad when I was Th- that like was 40. that was that was the cool. this was the question, which is, do you swear in front of your parents, Absolutely even even not. as an adult? Absolutely not. You don't. Do you no. Oh yeah, Matthew yeah. swears in front of my dad. Yeah, I can't. Really, I don't think I've ever. Huh? I don't say. No. Uh, I don't go out of my way to say words. I, I I don't think I've really said the f word in front of my parents. Oh, I may no? have no? said like the s word. Yeah. Right. And then my mom oh. will like shoot me a look. Like who teach you that language? Right. You know and I'm weird? like, Sorry, I'm finish. grown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Maury. you know, much like much like what you were saying, Roz. Like we don't make a big deal. Yeah. Between uh, a good word and a bad word. Like, if my son is using it in the right context, he's going to end up saying that word and hearing that word right. down the line anyway. So I'd rather him learn from us yeah. the proper way to use it, yeah. but to yeah. also learn when and where is appropriate yeah, to use tough, those huh? words, right? Um, well, I, w- I would say Catherine swears more than I would say any woman I've ever met. Um, but <laughs> but in front of her, like, parents, she doesn't really swear that much, right? Like, mm-hmm. but when I'm around her parents, I'm like, to me, like, they're, it's... I, 
I just I just talk the way I normally do, and I like there have been times where I've been in the middle of a conversation. I've like looked at her mom and her mom just like her eyes are like not fully wide open, but they're like open a little bit more than they normally are. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you get that a lot, but I swear in front of my mom, um, uh, Maury, what's that? Have you said the F word in front of your dad more? Uh, only for this show. When I was tasked oh, yeah. to do, you had to a sit in a room uh, alone, oh, right? Right. And sit face oh, to face, like knee to knee. Do you right. know what's weird? I never, I've, I didn't know. I've never known how to express it. First of all, I swear more in front of my nana than I do, and like I don't swear in front of my dad, but I'll yeah. swear in front of nana. But when I did the swear off for this show, do you know sometimes when you when you're uncomfortably sweating that it smells weird? My dad was uncomfortably sweating when we were doing that that it smelled weird. <laughs> <laughs> like fear, like like a like, like fear a fear smell, like yeah. a, like okay, what happens oh. to an animal sometimes, like when the like a gland yeah, like breaks, when my dog like some sort of himself. like like. Oh, geez, wow. Wow. comparing wow. that to your dad Jeez. to your dog, wow. Chef, do you do you swear in front of your folks? Man, hell no. No, <laughs> huh? are you kidding me? Catch my asshole, yep. No, those do, who don't hear do must even, feel, man. You do know? we even need to ask you, Deepa? Like you don't swear like in general, anyway, right? So let alone no, I do. No, Deepa swears. Yeah. Oh right, but you just you've never sworn in front of your parents, though, right? I have. I've dropped the f bomb multiple times in really? front of my mother. And yeah, and she just stares at me in horror, and she goes, "Deepa," and then after three seconds, she starts giggling, and I'm like, "It's fine. You swear to." What about your dad? What about in front of your dad? I'm I'm more afraid to do it in front of my dad because <laughs> when he gets angry, he actually gets angry, and I know he's serious. Yeah. Um, but I think I I have done it before and i think i've said f you to him oh, <laughs> no Deepa, yes. i have yes. never Deepa, once Deepa. said no. the full words for f you to my parents this is why you don't have a key oh, to the house no and it's only because like it slipped out and my dad does this thing like I, i'm what i'm 26 years old now right mm. and i'm the youngest in my family i have two elder brothers they're like 10 years older than me so i'm the baby and he does this thing where he, like, talks to me like a baby all the time in a baby voice. Like, oh, my God, my little baby. Like, who's daddy's grandmother? <laughs> like, that's how he talks to me on a normal basis. Yeah. And I, I, I think I was on the phone with um, the bank or something. I was sorting something out with my visa. And he's, like, talking to me while I'm on the phone. And I let it out. Under my breath, like f you, just like or a, f off, yeah. f off, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was either like f in, you or f in, off. I don't remember in but... the letter, in the individual letters, or the full words. Two no, separate the full words. words. Oh, okay, okay. The full, full words, word, full like words. just rolled under my breath, and I take one look at my dad, <laughs> and I was like, oh no. And he was like, <laughs> are there consequences? Like, did you have to do something like write lines? But you're all you were you were you were no. like you were grown when that happened, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. maybe like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like but you, still, you that's my dad. Like, like, no, I know. I get it. One time I did in front of my dad when I was a kid, I had to put soap in my mouth. So, oh, yeah. No. Oh, my folks never did that. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, well, no. there you go, Kara. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank right. you for your question. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Shem, is there any circumstance in which you would swear in front of your folks? <laughs> yeah, right. None. <laughs> Zero, right? <laughs> None. Listen, None. Listen, I'm still traumatized by all the beatings with irons and whips and stuff. <laughs> oh, my like goodness. You think I'm going to try to swear? Shem grew up know. in a Saw movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, what else we got here? We've been talking about lasagna on the show uh, a lot lately. So Cassandra 
wants to know what your lasagna recipe is, Roz. My lasagna recipe? I is learned that, something about your recipe with the, the sauce. Is this something that you uh, you want to share? You're, you would be willing to share? Sure. my las- Yeah, because it's not mine. I, I found it, right? Oh. Um, so Wait, first, before you say, yeah. David Mori, what do you, what's your discovery with the lasagna? I, we'll see if, it, if it's in line with Roz's uh, technique here. I learned about a sauce that I've never heard of before that has nutmeg in it. Mm-hmm. What did you call it? The bechamel? It's a bechamel sauce, yeah. It's one of the, I think, mother sauces is what they and call which, it, like the base of everything. I of now thing. use that recipe in, like, everything. More, I told it to you two days ago. And I used it in a recipe. Okay. <laughs> with everything. <laughs> with everything. So how many things? Like six I meals? Used it on, or? I used it on tortellini. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's delicious, right? So, okay, so here's a couple of things that I do and don't do with my lasagna, right? Okay. Is when it comes to the meat, mm-hmm. like the sort of like, you know, meaty, meaty, meat part, right? Uh, like the bolognese, I guess. Yeah. I use, if any, very, very, very little tomato sauce in it. Mm, so I do tomato paste mm-hmm. and beef stock. Oh, good one. Okay. okay. And then I just let, and then I reduce that, and then I do more beef stock, reduce that, more beef stock. Um, the way I make a sofrito is probably different than a lot of people, which is I will take the uh, onion, carrot, and celery, and I let it cook in olive oil uh, and butter and sort of salt and pepper mm. for a very long time. But then I puree the sofrito, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't like big chunks of carrot in my stuff. So I puree that, then the meat, then the um, uh, parsley, and then uh, the uh, uh, tomato paste. Let cook off the the sort of canniness of the tomato paste on on a high heat. Then I uh, go beef stock, and then I reduce, and then more beef stock, and reduce, and more beef stock. And it just gets so super thick and and delicious. Um, And then so the bechamel sauce, bechamel sauce is you make a roux first, which is like you can do 50 grams, grams of butter, 50 grams of flour and then two cups of milk. So you mm-hmm. make a roux first, right? Mm-hmm. So you put the butter and the flour, you warm your butter and then put the flour in and you mix it all around. It's going to become like a paste. Mm-hmm. And then you cook it until the flour taste is gone. And it has sort of like a nutty taste to it. And then you pour in the milk. And then when you pour in the milk, it's going to super, super thicken up because of all the flour in it. And then salt, pepper, and a tiny little bit of nutmeg. And that's your bechamel sauce. And then my other thing, which is the controversial thing with my lasagna, is the only cheese I use is fresh grated Parmesan. Oh, I don't do what's so controversial because oh, I, I don't, don't do use... mozzarella. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. do a cheddar blend. Nothing. I only do fresh grated um, Parm. And then so I layer bechamel. What about uh, ricotta? Nope. No, I don't do. That, I don't huh? even do ricotta. No. Wow. Uh, so I do bechamel on the bottom, and then meat. And then uh, noodle, and then bechamel meat. Sorry, bechamel meat noodle cheese. Bechamel meat. No, sorry, bechamel meat cheese noodle. Bechamel cheese meat noodle, and then on the top, it's just meat. And then I grind up like a full thing of fresh parm, and I just cover the whole thing in fresh parm. A little olive oil, a little salt and pepper, and then cook it in the oven. And that's really it. It's super. And it's it actually it's a, a very week. it's a very simple lasagna, but it's my favorite lasagna. It didn't go bad for the whole week. <laughs> Good. How many pieces did Matthew get of that lasagna? He got one piece. Oof. Wow. And, and that I was ate. a big tray, too. And, and then you, I had the rest for the lunch whole and thing? dinner. And I, I lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner. How many layers was it? Like five? Yeah. Something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah it was a big lasagna. So I ate uh, that Matthew the whole only, week. Matthew only got one square? Yeah. 
Yeah. Was it a big square at least or yeah, no? Yeah, no, it was a good yeah. size square. And yeah. then I ate for the rest and then we finished it. And after that was gone, then I made my tortellini. Now, don't get me wrong, right? Like, I'm not a snob. Like, that's just how I like to make. Sure. And, and the reason why I went looking for this recipe was because Roxy didn't like at the time when she was younger um, thick, oozy, melty, like mozzarella or cheddar, mm. right? Or any sort of Italian blend. Yeah. She loved, though, uh, fresh parm. And so I went looking for a recipe that only used fresh parm. And then I found this guy, this video on YouTube where the whole, it's in Italian. So I had to go Google Translate, all this other stuff. Well, to, not even like English subtitle? No, no. So I found this, I found this video. And then, uh, and then that's what I based this lasagna on. And it's my favorite lasagna. Guys, the grossest lasagna I have ever had yeah. in my entire life yeah. was one that I made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the build up, yeah. Like forever ago, yeah. Like fifteen years ago, or something, right? That was in a recipe for my slow cooker. You made a lasagna in a slow cooker? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I know. It was How do you get it out? Like you just have to eat it with a spoon? <laughs> I have to scoop it out. So, it basically looked that's like a casserole. Yeah, it basically looked like hamburger helper yeah. by the end of it, right? It was or like a can so, of Chef Boyardee. It was so gross. And you had to take like the lasagna shells, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like break it into pieces for it to all fit. But you still like break it into big pieces and you still layer it the same way inside right. the slow cooker. So it was Right. And it was oval. It was so disgusting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But because I was so poor. Yeah. I suffered through. <laughs> How many days? How days. many days? Well, just, I'm a single guy, right? <laughs> Being like poor, no could you money. not have cooked it in the oven? Like you could have cooked it. No, you had but an oven. because it was a slow cooker, right? Yeah. And I was like, listen, if I spent my money on this slow cooker, Gonna I'm putting this it. slow cooker to work. Yeah. So. I would make, I would plan like a day ahead, right? Yeah. So when I was doing a morning show at another radio station, my routine was go to bed at 6 p.m., wake up at like 2.30 right. every single day, right? Yeah. And similar to now. So before I went to bed, I put the slow cooker on. <laughs> it was you, either. You, you woke up to that? <laughs> and I woke up to it, right? Uh. Yeah, and it still hadn't finished cooking. Oh, so, I to, so I had to go to work. And so I lit. so it was in there for sixteen hours. That's disgusting. Wait, but did you eat the whole so thing? I like, ate. Like, I, sub, I ate the entire thing. Like cheese separates when you yeah, cook it for that long. Like oh, it's dude, like you're it back to so, curds and water, right? They, the the building that I lived in was only four stories high, and yeah. each floor had eight units, right? Yeah. Or no, four units, actually. Four or six units. And to get in, you open the door, and then you walk up, like, six or seven steps. Yeah. And then my apartment is there on the left, and then directly across was somebody else. As soon as I got home from work that day, yeah. and I opened that door, no, the smell, no. not even my front door, <laughs> no. just to the get outside into the, door? the outside door, the <laughs> smell hit. So hard. Oh. And as I'm walking up those six steps, the snow is getting <laughs> yeah. stronger. Yeah. And I get into my apartment. Yeah. And just because I didn't have any fans on, yeah. I didn't open any windows. Right. Just that. And it was just that slow cooked lasagna. And oh. the entire floor smelled that and bad. It, and, and it would for days, too. And I thought that. I figured the yeah. entire building smelled that way. Yeah, it would. It would. 100% it and would. And yes, the smell from my 
apartment unit yeah. did not go away for at least a week. So what did you, but so the, the preparation for it, like, was this a recipe you found or did you just start throwing stuff in a pot? No, no, no. It was a recipe, was a recipe. like inside of a slow cooker recipe book right. that I bought. I remember like back in the day, Ugh. like there's the mistakes that you would make with stuff. Like, like I, I, I remember people putting like uh, having like somebody you when you were younger and you'd go to somebody's house like it's at somebody's dinner party or whatever and like i made spaghetti and like you're having spaghetti and there's like big chunks of green pepper in it and stuff like yeah. that you know what i mean yeah. or half like, the noodle was still hard yeah like half get the, in the water. yeah yeah like all that stuff but you, we just don't do that anymore but yeah but a slow cooker disaster like that oh. and when you and you said it because when you don't have a lot of money and that was really you had already planned that this was at least yeah. going to be four meals you got to force yourself to eat it, and I right? did. Yeah, I yeah. did. My slow cooker disaster was trying to cook pulled pork, so I put an entire pig's shoulder in the slow cooker. Yeah, for like 10, 12 hours or whatever, and it didn't cook. It was like brown meat. But what did you put it in there with? Just that. Oh no, no liquids. <laughs> you start a fire, bro. <laughs> you didn't put any. You didn't put any liquids in it. No, I don't think we did. You just stuck a piece of sh- like, like pork sh- shoulder yeah, in, there? in there and away you go. With, with and, no, no. And what did you think was going to happen? It, it was going to like develop barbecue sauce on it? Hey, I thought Maury, that it creates its own juice. Maury, Maury, do me a favor right now. Do you got a computer in front of you? Three. Okay, look up the process of uh, braising something. Okay, hang on. And while you do that, okay. Shem, single what guy. What does braising mean? Living on your own. Oh, What's man. your? Do you have like a, a food cooking disaster story? You know, uh, there have been, been a couple times when I was first learning how to make curry for my mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where I just burnt the curry. And if you ever smell burnt curry. It's not good. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's the other thing. When I live in that apartment, I tried yeah. to make curry on my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Not good? No. No. No, no it tasted great, but the smell. Oh. The smell yeah. lasted days. Oh. The ventilation yeah, in the building wasn't the best. Uh, what is braising, Maury? What does braising mean in cooking? Braising, the cook of meat by heating them slowly with oil and moisture in a go. tight sealed vessel. There you go. So what were you missing? Um, most of the words here. No, no. What were you missing? I was missing in... where it says slowly with oil and moisture. Moisture. Right. Moisture. I you were, you were missing the liquid. Right. You were missing yeah, the liquid. Just threw the pork shoulder in there. It, looked right. like it literally looked like a dead body. Right on in there, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's like I knew, that's like I knew somebody, you know, you go to the, they were like, oh yeah, we're doing, uh, we're doing ribs. And I was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Let's do, let's have ribs. I like ribs. And, but you don't know the process, right? So like people buy ribs and they cook them the same way that you would, like if you just went to the store and bought a steak, right? So he bought ribs and brought the ribs home, fired up the barbecue, fired the ribs on the barbecue, got them all brown on either side. They were probably on there maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Oh, God. They were they were fully cooked all the way through, but you couldn't eat them. Yeah, it's like eating a shoe. <laughs> yeah, like you couldn't. You know, and he cuts uh, it. He cuts them all in like those little strips. Yeah. And like you're trying to eat. Like you just, you could not eat it, mm. right? But yeah, you make all those mistakes when you're younger. I made a bunch of mistakes when I was younger. Um, somebody said here, uh, Kara said, be honest. What is the yeah. first feature you tend to notice? on someone do you notice their face first their body first do you notice their eyes hair or mouth first Shem? uh well uh when it comes to the ladies i'm definitely an ass guy yeah yeah i do i notice it and i love it but i think noticing something first i as much as we all love a good ass you know it's uh, i for me the mouth is what i look at first because that's usually what's talking right so Maury... i like to look at the size of a mouth and the the lip as they're telling you to step away <laughs> like, <laughs> i love seeing the plumpness of the mouth and is the get mouth away small. from me man 
<laughs> what do I know? Like, if I'm being honest, like, what is the first thing that I usually notice about somebody? I would say the first thing I usually notice about somebody is their hair. Mm. Um, but not in wintertime. But not in any sort of, like, that's my thing. I'm just saying, like, if you wanted me to, like, what's the first thing I, I notice? Like, if I'm scanning a room, right, mm-hmm. I will, like, I like I just, like, I see, you know, like, the tops of people's head, right? Like, I just, I notice hair more than anything else. Now, if you're saying, am I attracted to someone or, you know, what it is, like, what's the first thing that I would look for, then that's different. But what's the first thing I notice? I would say, like, hair. Yeah, Re- for me, it's always eyes. Eyes? Yeah. yeah. I notice eyes first. I mean, the attractive thing, I would say shoulder skin. Shoulder skin? What? What? Like, I love, like a guy in a tank top. I like just the part where the shoulder is, like the, the, the muscular the shoulder? shoulder. Yeah, but yeah. you're going looking for things. No, though, but to right? answer your question, I see the mouth first, but attractiveness would be the shoulder. Right. Shoulder skin. <laughs> <laughs> There's like every way, everything you say is like the most homicidal way to say it. <laughs> yeah, he's such a psycho. You know what I mean? Like, it's super weird. It's it's so it's so weird, man. <laughs> what I would do to that shoulder skin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody would be I'd like, it. Yeah, somebody would be like, somebody would be like, oh my god, you got really nice hands. Maury's like, I love your finger bones. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, Louis, like, speaking of fingers, <laughs> Luigi says here, when you eat Cheetos or Cheezies, do you lick the cheese off of your fingers every time you take a bite, or do you let the cheese build up in your fingers and then lick them at the very end? I think it depends on if you're sharing the bowl. Interesting. Because if you're not sharing the bowl, you lick after each time. Interesting. That's controversial uh, I because... I wait to the end. Because yeah, but it, what if you have to like change the channel or turn a page in a book? No, no, that's why you got a clean hand. You treat it like when you're breading a fillet, uh-huh. right? You have one wet hand and one dry hand. Hold on, are you using both hands to eat chips, Maury, or like cheesies or anything like that? No, I use one hand, but it's also my dominant hand. Yeah, but you. So you can't do any. So you mean to tell me that your left hand, then your non-dominant hand, is yeah. completely useless? No, but you can't change a channel with your left hand. No, but if of course you can, but you're used to grabbing things with your right hand. So inevitably, you'll grab something with cheesy dust on it if you don't lick it off because that's what you're used to doing. But in that moment, for that one second that you go change the channel, you can't use your least dominant hand? Absolutely, but I still lick the finger. But then you're putting lick finger on the remote instead no, of just cheese dust. you wipe it on dust. your pants after you lick. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're, yeah. so you're so gross. <laughs> I didn't ask the question. Um, okay, so here's my thing is that I if I, for, I don't eat cheesies, but I can relate it to um, Doritos. Yes. Right? Same sort of thing on your, on yep. your hands, right? I don't lick till the end because... I always find that if I lick halfway through, everything else that hand touches is going to stick to it in a way that I don't like, right? So it mm. gets mushy. I find that if I lick, like if I take a Dorito and then I lick and then I go back in the bag, what's left on my fingers if my fingers are still a little moist? I don't like that because then I have to scrape that off with my teeth. So I clean at the very end of the snack. I don't go... As I'm going. I don't lick as I'm going. But are you not worried about wiping it on your pants? No, because I'm a grown adult that can handle having something on my hand without wiping it on my pants. Yeah. You know, this whole conversation from the time you started talking. Somebody, somebody right now is making a note 
to send it to us at half speed. <laughs> we'll bring some play it. on the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say, Chef? Nothing. No. <laughs> okay, but Roz, what if you're sharing the bowl? I don't listen. Okay, uh, then then what? Then I know. Then I still wouldn't lick. I just told you I don't lick. Do you ever get mad at somebody else if they lick? Somebody else. <laughs> Who do you think I share bowls with? Jesus, man. <laughs> Next. Like if, if okay, so like uh, like, like I, if you're at a house party. Maury and I had to go to a movie screening one time, right? Mm-hmm. And I know there was a part of him that was dead serious. This is years ago. We went to a movie screening. And um, I told him that I was not going to sit beside him. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's work. I don't want to sit beside anybody. And uh-huh. Maury legitimately says, how are we supposed to share snacks? <laughs> right? <laughs> and and then it was sort of like a joke. Yeah. But I know at that time, Maury fully thought that me as like a coworker, it would be fine to split popcorn. Sure. Right? Yeah. Maybe our hands touch. You know what <laughs> that, I mean? Like That's exact. You know what? I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what was going through his mind. Like thinking. It's a some moment. Point, during the movie, yeah, we are going to connect. Yes. Because our hands are going to touch inside <laughs> yes. the popcorn bag. Thank you. That's exactly, and that's what I got from him. Yeah. You know what he I mean? He was waiting for that moment. Yeah, yeah. To share. I would not share. I don't share. I've never shared that kind of thing, like popcorn with a friend, with a buddy. So what do you think, play it out in your head, or tell us how you envision this, because uh, obviously you have envisioned this. So, damn it, Maury, you and Roz sitting beside each other at a movie. Uh, lights are down low, and you're sharing popcorn. Your hands touch. Your buttery hands. Can we just move on? Can you get music? No, I was going to say, before our hands even touch, we have that magical moment (laughs) where, you know, while our mouth is full of popcorn, we're laughing at something that's happening in the movie together, and that's our bonding moment. Oh, so not the hand touching in the popcorn. No, it's the the bonding over laughter with a mouthful of popcorn. Right. But what about everybody else in the theater that's all laughing at the exact same thing? Yeah, but we're sharing a bag of popcorn, so we're sort of like our shoulders tight. Like you know, when you're sharing a bag of popcorn, you lean into the person. You, you know kiss. what this? You know what? You know what this looks like, Maury? It looks like you spent your weekend reading a book called "Things That Might Happen Between Friends." <laughs> <laughs> what 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 you can expect through friendship? You know what I mean? <laughs> reading or writing? That reading, book? reading. You know what I mean? It, it's like it's it's like you it's like you've stumbled upon you know a book that details what it means to have a friend, and and you're just sort of going through all the things you know on, on, a, on a friendly date what you can expect is laughing together at a movie <laughs> sharing a moment leaning in for Le- some leaning in right <laughs> sharing a laugh a good time oh, so you know weird. you know what i mean <laughs> like it, like you're saying this not as somebody who's ever experienced this but you're saying this like from somebody who's done research on it <laughs> on the dark web you know what i mean like it's super okay. weird we have a couple more to get through here uh, marla said did you guys do a trial run of your show before you went on the air was the uh the was the fun banter between you two mm. always there I uh, know we've talked about this before. Um, two weeks before we launched the Raz and Mocha show, Roz and I met up at a restaurant, um, having not really shared a steak. <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> steak. Did you had, lean in? Had a laugh. We, we leaned in, our shoulders touched. <laughs> um, and we just kind of talked about the kind of show that we wanted to do. And then like two weeks later showed up on the day to do the show. Yeah. There was no trial run. Mm. I know some shows will will do all that. All shows now. To uh oh all shows now. All shows now. Okay. So all they get shows. together uh, a couple weeks before and they do practice runs of mm-hmm. the show. But mm-hmm. with us it was uh not the case. We just showed up the day that we were supposed to start the show. Started the show? Yeah. 
It's still going. It doesn't happen anymore. That kind of thing. Just does, there's too much at stake now. Yeah. Uh, and and they want sort of. I, I think that other shows, like if you start, if you're starting a show now, like if, if for anybody who's ever you know just wanted to kind of get into radio and this kind of thing. Um, it's not the way that we started. Like, I know you and I have talked about the history of this show and how we started. It is a very different place right now. Yeah. Uh, and and, and, and some, some stuff for the better and some stuff not, in my opinion. But the one thing that you don't get is they don't put two people together and go, just see what you guys could do. Just go have yeah. fun. They don't do that anymore. Were we the last ones? I feel like maybe we were. I don't think there were any before you guys that did that. No, 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 no. There like was there's any a... other show I've done, they, there's been rehearsals. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I know that I know tons of people that have done rehearsals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like tons of people that have done. Rehearsals. Even the last show, like before uh, joining this show, before the last morning show that I was on, like we knew of each other. I, I was working like a different on-air shift, a different time slot, so I knew right. everybody there already. Um, but then when we got paired up to do the show, I don't think we never did like a trial run. Maybe no. because we already knew each other. Maybe or right? yeah, because you already kind of know personalities and stuff. Yeah, and what you find is they'll take two people who are on the same station and try and build a show out of them, right? Yeah. And then they just sort of let them do their thing. But they still do. People still do. You know, like these sort of. Um, I don't know what they call them. They don't call them like uh, dry run. No, it's not even a dry run. Um, it's what's more like a demo? A d- yeah, like a yeah. mock show. Like yeah. they, they sort of mock like a, they, show. they, they yeah, right. they, yeah, they, they, they sort of workshop the show yep. uh, before it goes live, right? Uh, Jazz said here, did Damn it, Maury ever pay Roz the $100 from the bet about if zebras are white with black stripes or black with white stripes? No, he didn't. Was that an actual bet, though? Yes, it was. No, but, like, how much of an actual bet? Oh, guys, yo, Maury. Oh, by the way, Mocha owes me, like, a million dollars or something. No, 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 no. You never took me up on this bet. This is exact. I knew Maury was going to bring this up when oh, we were talking about it. Because I got DMs on it. So a couple of weeks ago, yeah. we were talking about the Toronto Raptors playing against the Miami Heat, right? right. In Toronto. And it was going to be Kyle Lowry coming back to Scotiabank Arena for the first time since being traded. Right. He had never stepped foot in the building without a Raptors jersey on. Right. So he was coming back. And I said, because during the time, the restrictions were still in place and there was going to be like very little to no fans in the building, right? Yeah. And I said, uh, yes, absolutely, Kyle Lowry will still play because they're going to do like a, you know, they'll still do like a tribute to him or something, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They'll still do the big celebration. Your question, Roz, was, well, would they, do you think that they still would and would Kyle Lowry still show up if it's like not even capacity, right? Like 500 people. Yeah. Like how would that look and or sound, right? Yeah. So I said, guaranteed, Kyle Lowry would absolutely play, right? Right. Serge Ibaka did it a couple of weeks before. They did sure. a big video tribute, and I don't think anybody was in the building yep. for, for Serge, maybe a couple of people. Mm-hmm. So Dammit Maury said, no, Kyle Lowry would not play, right? Right. And I said, let's bet on it. Or Maury said, let's bet. Do you want to bet? Okay. And I yeah. said, yeah, sure, $5,000. Right. Oof. Right? I said five bucks. Maury said five dollars and I said five thousand. Right. And then Maury didn't want to take the bet. Right. Kyle Lowry. That's true. So Miami comes to town. Yeah. Kyle Lowry didn't play. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't because of the big fanfare and like nobody knows still what happened. He'd been out for like eight games prior to that. They just said personal reasons, right? Yeah. So Kyle Lowry did not play. True, but Damon Maury did not take up. No, if if you guys didn't agree on a dollar amount, Maury, you don't get anything. Oh no, on that one, I completely we didn't. Uh, I chickened out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, here's the thing: if I lo- I can't front that. Right. 
So, like, uh, every day for the rest of my life, Mo could be like, where's my money? Every day for the rest of my life. Like, Maury, Maury, right now, how old are you, Maury? Uh, 43. 43 years old, and already the idea of having $5,000 is inconceivable in a lifetime. And how long have you been working? My whole life. Yeah, your whole life. Since 16, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm used to doing, like, payments. What's, the, have, what's the most you've ever had access to, more? It went, like, not including a loan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no. so let's do let's do not let's do not including a loan and let's no, do and let's do a loan. Because, like if no, you said loan, then for that five minutes before they took the money and paid off other things, okay, I had money. Okay, so both. So so what is the most amount of money that you've ever had access to? Where you looked at your like at one time in your bank? Okay, three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars. That was your own money. Well, I took it from saving. Like I took it from uh, the comp in the company we have where you invest and it keeps growing. Yes. So I cashed that out. Okay. So you cashed out some stocks. Yeah. And you got three thousand dollars. That's right. Okay. That was the most that you've ever had access to at any one time. Yes. Okay. And then what about with a loan? With a loan was five thousand dollars. And then so what, let's go back to the three thousand now. Yeah. So you took out the three thousand dollars, cashed right. in the stocks. Yes. What did you do with that? How long did you have that three thousand dollars for? For like two weeks. And what did you do with it? Bought groceries. Okay. Um, and, and then gas so and, uh, and so and what else? Yeah. No, no. So you're 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 naming off like necessities, right? Yeah. Gro- groceries and gas. What nonsense? Because you know you buy nonsense. Oh, money. I always th- immediately would, you know, sign up for something or buy something on Amazon, like a book or shoes. Um, I would use the money for like Uber Eats. Right. Gone so, quick. yeah. So you though, there's I think what we're missing in this conversation is the only reason why, Maury, that you you cashed out those stocks was because your full time job that pays you very good money. Yeah. You ran into the ground and you left yourself with less but than where nothing. Does it go? That well that's not a that's not a me problem. And then so the five grand of a loan, where did that go? It went to pay off other things. Like it paid off the government, it paid off parking tickets, and it paid off a credit card. Wow. And now how much debt do you have? The rest of that loan. Which is how much? Four thousand. And how long ago was that that you took out that loan? Like six years ago. <laughs> oh my god. I'm end. Yeah, it was six years because it was when I came back from Los Angeles. <laughs> Bro. So hold on, but you used that money to pay off your credit card, mm-hmm. and then yeah. once your credit card was at zero, I balance, lowered the limit to uh-huh. one thousand. And what's 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 it at right now? One thousand ten dollars. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, just I don't know how you're so terrible with money, and you're a couple. Like you guys, you go you go fifty fifty on most things in Matthew's life with your husband. Great. He has huge savings. Why don't you just let Matthew take care of your money for you? Would you? You know why? I know exactly why Maury would never let that happen. Because then I can't have fun. Yeah, because, because all the then, nefarious things he spends uh-huh, money on would Matthew go away. Matthew would not stand it. Yeah. Couldn't stand for it. I'd be he a 43-year-old never... man with an allowance. Yeah. But you know what? You probably need to be on an allowance as a 53-year-old man. Yeah. To 43. What are you Ma- doing? Maury, I caught that. Maury, do you know how many guys, okay, have dads? <laughs> That they lived their whole lives, sometimes in houses where they were the only one that worked and the, and the, and the wives didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many of us were raised by men who worked real hard and got an allowance? <laughs> 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 this thing, this thing of, you know, in a couple where you have your money and you can, you know, buy porno on your credit card and your partner's never going to find out all this stuff. This is a very new thing. This yeah, is a very new thing. I never had anyone my whole life teach my, me of the value of saving. But you, no, 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 no. You choose to mm-hmm. not understand okay, that. Okay, real talk. How many times in the past, was it 12 years now that you've been working on the show? Yeah. 
How many times have Roz and I had like a real serious conversation? And a not with on you? the radio conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like hundreds, an off the radio. Like after hundreds. the show, like closed door meeting with <laughs> you about your finances and how to manage and hundreds, what you need countless, to do. Right? Countless. And how many times have you listened to the, any of that advice? Every time. For how long? Well, for the, like, you mean since once you said it until I didn't? Yeah. Because it seems like you haven't listened to anything. Yeah. No, he's listening to the conversation. Right. He's just not implementing any of the things that we've suggested. Right. Well, you can't pay off a loan any quicker. What are you talking about? No, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, you can only pay off a loan so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I get yeah, that. He had to get that winning bid on I eBay know. for the, the teeth in a jar. I know, dude. I just, I can't. I can't with you and your money, man. It's it's heartbreaking. Like, it's heartbreaking. Uh, keep those uh, keep those comments coming in on uh, Instagram. But by the way, thank post. you for scooting away from me owing Roz 100 bucks. Oh, no, you still owe Roz 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah, at Kiss925 on Instagram. So I have this lock lock box with 100 bucks in it. Yeah, well, when you figure out how to open it, you can just give it right back to me then. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.